the show. I kind of hate that we have a game tonight because I was talking about this before Trevor got here. We've had so few shows where we could do three hours of just kind of unbridled joy. And that's what this weekend gave us. That I hate that we've got like Duke coming up in just four hours. We have to talk a little bit about the game. And then let's say tonight goes poorly. Boom, you're back to black for tomorrow's show, which sucks. But for today, we're going to focus mostly on what happened over the weekend because I thought it was a just fantastic Saturday night that felt like Louisville basketball for the first time in a long time for a variety of reasons. We also had the women's team get a dub yesterday. We had the baseball team pull off a season-opening sweep over Bucknell. The vibes were strong. The vibes are strong. They're going to remain strong. Trevor Kelsey, how are you on this fine Monday afternoon? You look not well rested at all. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. I didn't get a good night's sleep last. You don't you don't look great. Yeah, I feel rough. I just you like, look rough. I, I I don't know. Had to you know had to. Got, I went actually went to bed early. I went to bed like 11 last night. That's insanely early for I you. Know. I know. Like I just, 6 p.m. for another person. I'm more like passed out watching TV on my on my phone while I was laying just laying in bed doing something. And I was like, yeah, I just ended up falling asleep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I need, I need to get I gotta get a new bed or something. I'm just not getting enough sleep. It's the bed. It's always the bed. I'm, I'm blaming the bed, which just sucks because, I mean, despite having to actually work yesterday to do a high school stuff, uh, one of the best weekends I've had in like 10 years. Same. Well, I mean, it was just, I mean, I was texting you on Saturday. Night. I mean, that was, that that game made me, I mean, that was awesome. We both were I mean, like, I, I we need, want this. I needed we that. Need, we I, need this. So bad. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I told you this, and I, I wouldn't mean, I, was, I wouldn't lie. That made me feel better than the last time I got laid. Like, I, th- that was better than that. And You did say that. For the I record. didn't I, think it was going to make it to air, but I'm <laughs> glad that it did now. For the record, I'm sure she could probably say the same thing. <laughs> she probably would think she probably wanted a better win to, 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 to make up for it to other, more than me. But I just think it went. And it was, I know, there was there was seven minutes left in the game. We were up, I think, what, like eight, I think I want to say. And I had a text typed out. And I said, we cannot let this game slip away. I've got a bad feeling. And I just I had I looked at it, and I was gonna sit send I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna race it. And of course what would happen literally right after I would have sent that was they went on their run. Yeah. And we just started just I mean looking like We tried to give it away a we, little we, bit. I mean but tried. We made the play. We, we threw the to. ball between our legs on an impact. That was pass. that was the only time. So I, I was going to say, like, I've had on the show I've admitted regardless of how close the game is, regardless of, of if we're actually leading late. With this team, I've ha- I've just been overwhelmed with the sense that they're never going to get it done. Like, they're, they're, gonna, they're never going to win. They're going to find a way to give and this up. Saturday was the first time where I felt the opposite. In fact, I was so – I'll start off with this. I was – I still am so mad at myself for – I peed out on Friday at the at, at, when we were making our picks. You picked us to win. I did. I didn't. And this is a game that, like, I, I called this like a month ago. I, when we were playing <laughs> awful basketball, I was like, circle that day. Clemson, before we even beat Georgia Tech, I was like, they're going to regress. They're not that good. They play a style that I think we kind of fits with the way that we want to play. That game, and then when I found out the 2013 team was going to be honored, I'm like, circle it. We have a very good chance of winning that game. On Wednesday, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to pick us to win on Friday. Thursday, I was like, I think I'm going to pick us to win. I completely pansied out. You did. Because I thought, I was, like, I was like, Clemson has to win this game. You're not like, a real fan. I, yeah, I know. Something like that. <laughs> but I was overwhelmed on Saturday. With the reverse feeling than than the one I've had all season long, like I just thought they're gonna get it done. And even after, so the Jalen Withers pass happens, he throws the ball. Just, I mean, it, it was terrible. Like uh, all you have to do is like a normal bounce pass. He rockets it between the legs of I think L. Ellis. And no, it was Mike James. Was it Mike James? It was Mike James because I remember just thinking like 
Only us can do this. That's right, because James looked We're correct. the only ones that would, in the entire country that could do this to it. I'll be honest. I still, even after that happened, was like, we're going to win. I texted you that. You texted me, and you're like, oh, here we go. And I was like, we're fine. The only thing I felt confident about was I picked us to win on a game-winning three-pointer. Oh. And I was like, well, maybe they're just waiting to get to, to bring my, 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 my prediction into fruition. For whatever reason, everything just felt different on Saturday night. And I know that there were there were plays like that pass out of bounds where you were reminded of the fact that this team is 3-23 and 23 and 1-14 and, and all that stuff. The record didn't take us 38 minutes to do a Louisville play, though. Usually we do those plays in the first half. It, it does. I mean, we turned the ball over still too much in the first half. That was the only reason why the game was honestly close. Clemson could not shoot at all. No, well, they and were missing open shots. Too. They were missing open. They were. They were. I, mean, I, I told you that was like when you have career thirty-one percent three-point shooter. I told you this after the first Clemson game. Career thirty-one percent three-point shooters who are shooting forty-four percent after two months, they're going to come back to the norm. They're going to regress, and all those guys now are starting to remember who they are. Their legs are going a little bit, and they're not shooting the ball well, and that's why you shoot four for twenty-four from three when you're technically the third-best three-point shooting team in the ACC. But still, if we had, and I think I tweeted this out at halftime, if we had just cut out the the silly BS turnovers that have plagued this team the entire season, we're up by like 15 at halftime. And so I'm thinking at halftime, if we just don't give them 10 to 15 points off of straight, silly, just live ball, throw them, you know, hand them the ball and give them wide open layups uh, in transition— we're going to win this game. And we did. We were better in the second half at cutting out the turnovers. They kind of reared their head a little bit late there. But we... And to steal a quote from the announcers, we were better about cutting out the lot, the, the turnovers that led to field goals. Exactly. Like when we, at least when we did have our turnovers, it was, you know, they they had to they still had to bring the ball up the court against us. Yeah, no live ball turnovers. Live no, balls, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no just gifting them points, cheap points in transition. It was... Still did a few, but... <laughs> it, it felt... It felt like Louisville basketball. For a solid chunk of the game, there were those moments that reminded you of uh, of how this February feels unlike any other that we've ever experienced as fans. But the crowd, the 2013 team being there, the team playing so hard and playing so competently for the most part against a good opponent, it reminded me of the way that it's supposed to feel when you get to, to late February. And now we're sitting here staring at the last two weeks of the season. Like that's how those Saturday night games are supposed to be. Now, there's less on the line. It was more about just having a night to to point to and say that was a high point of the season. And I do think, look, unless this team goes on a crazy run and wins the ACC tournament or makes it to like the tournament semifinals, we're probably going game. to look back at this season and say that Saturday night against Clemson with the 2013 team there, that was the high point of an otherwise disastrous season. It feels fair. But at least we had that night. It felt for a long time like we were going to go this entire year without having something like that to point to and say, it was nice to have the old, happy, warm feelings again. for We thought for a while it was just going to be the Western Kentucky game. Which I was going to ask you, what would be the, what would have been not for last? I'm blowing not out. Not much to choose from. Blowing out the ba- a bad West WKU team. But no, it, it's it's Saturday night. And it's the fact that they we played well for an entire game, for the most part. Like, like you said, we did not play well down the stretch when Clemson made the run. But to our credit, even though we didn't exactly... Like Clemson threw that zone at us in the last couple of minutes... And we looked like we had no idea how to attack it, but we still had guys step up and make, like, Jalen Withers hit a big jumper. Uh, Kamari Land stepped up and hit a big jumper. We used a ton of shot clock, I think, because we were sort of figuring out how to attack it more than we were, like, purposely using up a ton of clock. But we made plays down the stretch to win the game. Now, we also made plays to let them keep it close, but it doesn't matter. Like, like we, we played well enough to win that game against a good, not great Clemson team, and... We had all the 2013 stuff going on. We had the, the, the intro video 
was very cool. They spliced together highlights from this season with the the 2013 run. That was a short clip. Yeah, was, you know, they, <laughs> I meant like they were doing the traditional intro video, but they just added in clips of 2013, which was cool. And I mean, L played out of his mind, which was awesome. I know we're. We'll talk about the dunk. I know, I know. We'll get, I know. We'll there. Ellis, by the way, who's recently been named the ACC Co-Player of the Week, which is... Along with J.J. Trainer. I don't think J.J. got the nod, even though he should have. He should have. He deserves it every week. I believe he's the... I don't know who else was the, the Co-Player of the Week with him, but he's he's a Co-Player of the Week. First time that Louisville has had an ACC Player of the Week since David Johnson back in 2020, December 28th of 2020. It's That's been a long time. sad. It's very sad, but L deserves it. He's playing off his, out of his mind right now. It's like a hundred. There's like a hundred opportunities. Well, it's not that many. You, the season's like sixteen weeks long. That's why I guess I'm, there. I'm counting yeah, weeks in the year. I guess it's fifty two weeks in a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a lot. But that's, we, that's, that's still it's two. It's thirty. It's been a long 32 time. Thirty two if you count two years. Yeah. It's been since the you know we had. This was during the 2020-21 season, the COVID year, when David Johnson won. So we had all last season, basically we didn't have one, and then most of this year we didn't have one. If you really want to make it sound dramatic, not since the Trump administration. Well, no, he'd already lost. Oh, he already lost. Oh, damn, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I guess he was still in office yeah, for a few more days. And his and his, and his, client, and his, his supporters didn't think he lost. So, no, I mean. that's true. Yeah, he, he didn't lose, Trevor. Uh, they still stand by So if, Honestly, you're, you're right. December 20th, 2020 would technically still be the Trump administration. So, <laughs> since Trump was in office, so our first ACC player of the week is L. Ellis. But it just felt good to feel good again. It, it felt good to care yeah. about a game. Because I was like you, we're, we're texting. And this is, a, this is where I think it you separate Louisville fans and a, a select other group of fans who would do the same thing if they were in our position from the rest of the college basketball world. We are 3-23. and 23. Yeah. We are 1-14 in, in the ACC. Yeah. And you and I are sitting here texting each other, and i got friends texting me similar stuff, during a Saturday night game against Clemson, who, again, good team. Pro- I don't think they're going to make the tournament, but also not like a – a name brand in college basketball. Not a team that you get up for. The home crowds typically don't get up for Clemson basketball games. And we're sitting here talking about how much this means to us, how much we want to have this win, how much we're we're afraid that it's going to get blown again, how it's going to ruin our weekend if they lose. Like there are, you can count on two hands, the number of college basketball fan bases that would be this invested in a game like this in the middle of a season like this. And we're one of them. And it was nice to have that on Saturday night. This is how it's supposed to be. And I think it also was a testament and a showcase to Kenny Payne and uh, everybody else that, like, if you can get this thing going again, this is the way it's going to be. The fans are going to come back. They're going to be – most of them never left. But if we can get this thing rolling, this is the way that it should feel all the damn time. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's – it just—it felt nice to be alive again. I feel, yeah. I feel like I feel like the old people in a cocoon or in a cocoon when they when they get made young again. It's like I can jump in the pool. I can. I don't have to fear about breaking my hip and standing up. I mean, take me back to 2020. I mean, take take me back to 2013. Like I just—I mean, it was. It, it yeah. I mean, it was it was the best I felt in uh, watching a bell game in over a year and. I just I don't want to give that feeling up now. I mean, I I loved it, and I mean, yeah, don't my 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 hopes aren't as you know as high as I'll be for tonight. But I mean, it's, it's still. I mean, I, I'm still looking for, for the right for the love of God. For the first time since maybe Florida a and I'm looking forward to a local game. Yeah, it's been, and it also was a nice sign because they've been playing. They haven't played better recently. And they need, and it was the win. 
we were talking about they needed to not that they hadn't seen a win they had three already obviously but like like yeah obviously they had three come on Trevor they know how to win we're used to this <laughs> yeah we we've been over that hump uh but it was yeah it was I don't know it was it's like that feeling you get when you know you get the woman to go home with you that you didn't have to pay her for you know you did it on your own you know that's we that's a successful we've had I mean come on. Makes you feel good, man. <laughs> I don't know how the feeling is with the pain. Hey, you know, it feels good, but it's just like, yeah, she's just doing a job. I don't want to know that you No know. pun intended. I That's something I don't want to hear. We don't need to dive into those waters. Let's uh, save that for a Taboo Tuesday with Trevor. Taboo Tuesday. Trevor, you, Trevor's Taboo Tuesday. What should we do tomorrow to avoid talking about tonight's game? But who knows? You never know. I never know. I don't Part of me... Army's got a little bit of, of, of a good feeling, maybe. We'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. But it's more stuff. You're right. And and we talked about all like last couple weeks. Like just like this was like we had this game super circle as our Super Bowl for so to, so to speak. That you like you said with the with the with the 2013 team being honored there, a majority of the team being there. Did Patino? I'm assuming didn't do a video, right? He didn't. He zoomed in. The team was at uh, like Vinny Tatum's little apartment. Before yeah. The, doing a party before, and he zoomed in there. Okay. Them. I hadn't heard anything because, I mean, I've only watched the broadcast, and they give you very small glimpses of what they did during halftime. Now, they did. When they the did team, show a little bit of it, but, you know. When the team came out on the floor, like, they were announcing all of the, the players and the coaches, and they announced Patino, and his name, just saying it, got a huge reaction I from the crowd, him. which you can hear on one of the videos out there. I think that Todd Graver posted of Montrezl Harrell coming onto the floor. Now, we didn't get Gorgie Zhang or Kevin Ware there, which was a little bit of a surprise. I thought they were supposed to be there. They were. Okay. And, and they, they ended up, I guess Gorgie had a conflict with the, he's technically still on a 10-day contract with the Spurs, and they, they've re-signed him and, and released him a few times this season. I thought he was. Bro. I don't know what the deal with Kevin Ware is, because Shane Mahanen was not on the floor, but he was at the pre-party with the rest of the team. Kevin, no, he's in Louisville. Yeah, well, he's in Louisville. He was he so he was with the team before the game. He just didn't, I guess, because he claimed he wasn't allowed to walk over to the KFCM Center and go inside the building. But Kevin Ware did not make it in town. He's living in Georgia still. Um, I, I don't know what the story is there. This is the second time now where he has said that he's going to come to an event at Louisville. He said last year he's going to be at the Russ Smith Jersey retirement game and then just not made it here. So I don't know what's if he just doesn't bad memories and doesn't want to you know have any of those invoked, but. He was not there. But besides that, you had the rest of the team in the building. Peyton Siva gave a great speech at halftime. I thought it was really cool hearing from him. You had, I think, just some some awesome memories. Just to have all those guys there for a game was, was fantastic. Hearing them talk to the team before the game and then celebrating with the team after the game was very cool. It just, it was an awesome night. It, it, it felt like it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're aware of this or not, but they have to show up to every home game now at halftime. We are 1-0 and with this new banner. I'm just saying. The coaches poll number one banner has led us to an undefeated record so far. And I guess the student section at least took our 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 our, our request to troll the NCAA in some way by, yeah. in the game by 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 unraveling the banner in the student section. Yeah, if you didn't see the student section at I guess halftime unfurled this gigantic banner that did have 2013 NCAA champions on it. Now Louisville didn't have anything to do with that, right? Surely not. No, no, they knew nothing about that. I was student section was like, you want to sanction us? Sanction us. Sanction us with your army. Oh, like, oh, wait, what's that? You ain't got no army? Maybe you should shut the bleep up. I feel like Josh Hurd's like rock, like like uh, your boy in, uh, in Rudy. He's like, I don't know about that key. Where's yeah. the key to the, to the Nothing the, about it. The closet with the banner in it. I don't know about it. <laughs> I like that they do it. I, I knew that some, our guy Ethan Sprouse, who we have on the show, who used to be the in charge of the student section, 
he clearly knew that it was going to happen because he had a video where he's like, it's happening, it's happening, <laughs> like from the, you know, the, the general uh, you know, seating area. Yeah, so so clearly there were some plans. I, I'm assuming U of L did not know about it, and if they did, maybe there was some sort of like just don't let Josh know, which is fine. <laughs> but they that was very cool. Hey, denial is, is the best friend of anybody in charge. And let me say this about the banner. I it looks way better than I thought it was going to because when you're looking at it from like inside the arena, are you talking, are you talking about the one we hung or the, the new action? one? Okay, the, the 2013 coaches poll banner. Like it, my hope was was kind of you know they did it the right way where it's like 2013 is very big and the, the little print below it is is very small so you kind of so when you look up there you see 80 86 and 2013 next to each other and your initial inclination is just like oh those are the years where they won the national title and that's i think what they were going for they pulled it off well i had my doubts i thought it was going to kind of stand out and be more of a sort of an eyesore where you'd look up and you'd be like why does that one look so much different than the other ones and it does look different but the most glaring thing when you if you first caught your eyes and you're like stare at this for a split second then look back at me and tell me what you saw the first thing you would say is the years 80 yeah. 86 2013 yeah. which is i think what the intention should have been there and it clearly was even though the the, the tv did show like a close up of it and like stayed on it for a second I'm like okay, yeah on. i know just yeah if just, i'm watching this game from somewhere like in like kansas i'm gonna be probably laughing my butt off at oh, that oh sure but. sure uh, but the announcers also didn't acknowledge. Did, oh, Kansas has no reason to talk. Well, I, know, just, I was just picking a random Midwestern state, Illinois or something. I don't know. Idaho. Like, Mom, where's my potatoes? <laughs> Look at Louisville suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like the announcers, like when they would like talk about the has or something like they're here to honor the 2013 national champions. I'm like, yes. yeah, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> we all know what it is. You can say it. They were, they still are, and they always will be. And it was cool to have that that ceremony. I also thought, I mean, the official posters that they handed out were the same ones. They had the same graphic on it that the U of L social channels have been sharing all week I'm long. Get my hands on one of those. With the like, Patino was like very prominently featured mm-hmm. in, which I thought was, you know, I was like, do they feature Patino? Do they have Shane Bahannon in there? And they they did. They, they did the right thing. The team was what it was. The people are still the same. Doesn't matter what's happened in the ten years since. And it was it was great to see them honored appropriately. I wish Patino's tattoo would have made the poster. Just him, like, topless, like, staring that, back that, at that, it. That, that, that picture that yeah, we all know. That, 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 that yeah, always shared shoulder, by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That should have been on there, too. Yeah. Um, that that would have been nice. But <laughs> Maybe that would get its own poster. But it was nice <laughs> seeing his message to the team. He basically he, he got a little teary-eyed when he was zooming in with the team before the game, at the, saying how much he loved him and saying, you know, the next drink's on me and all classic Patinoisms. But he was in the middle. You knew that he wasn't going to be here because Iona played – Friday, Sunday is how the Mac conference games go. Yeah. And so he was, you know, you're not going to take the day in between games and go you know, to Louisville for a few hours. I guess he could have technically, but I'm sure he's got a private jet he can probably take. He, he could have, but he's in the middle. I mean, they're tied for the league lead. They're they have one week left in the regular season. They're trying to win a conference title. I'm sure they want their his full focus to be on them, and I'm sure that's where his full focus is. But it was nice that he at least talked to the team. But I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't have a video or, or something like that. Not unexpected, but still. Slightly disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I would just maybe I don't know. Maybe they just felt like it didn't go the right way when they played the video at the the rest game. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Here's the thing. We played this video. There was some turmoil turmoil amongst the fans and the coaching staff. And this time last year, we played this, his video at the rest game, and well, it led to our coaches basically leaving. He's like, "Yes, what? I'm so bad. Fine. I'm maybe gone. we shouldn't do this, but we're still pissed off at Kenny Payne right now. <laughs> maybe." Might not be the best idea. <laughs> but 
the game itself. At least Kenny won. We lost another Dame game. We did, and that, and that was pretty much it. We lost to Virginia. We actually had a that was a Saturday Monday too. We lost to Virginia two days later, and then uh, Mac was gone by Tuesday. That was it. Yeah, because it wasn't just remember it wasn't just the Patino video and all that stuff. That was the game where afterwards Malik Williams got asked, you know, is the message from the coaching staff still getting through to the players? I was in, I was in St. Louis for the final four. I mean, the Royal Rumble that week. Yeah, and, and Malik's <laughs> response was the like no comment, and that's when mm-hmm. yeah, no. that was basically when Mac was like, okay, cool, I'm done. This, this sucks. I'm out of here. The game itself, though, LLs was spectacular. Yep. 28 points, five, five rebounds, nine of 15 from the field, three of six from three. JJ Trainer, while not having as robust a stat line, was even more spectacular in big moments. Every time it seemed like we needed somebody to make a big play, he was the guy getting a putback. He was the guy with the monster duck. He was the guy with the key block in, in the final minutes. He was, I mean, We've talked about him being like a role player. He's he has stepped up and become one of the best players on this team without question. Like he is one of the most consistently reliable guys that we maybe the most reliable guy. I mean, he's still a role player. I mean, he's he's a good role player, but he's still. I mean, he's not a guy that. I mean, yeah, there's an occasion possession where he may you may give him the ball and he can make a move, and that's not it. He he's not a guy that's going to get offensive production with well, the who ball. Besides Ellis is. Well, no one really. Right. That's that's what this one thing this team is really lacking, and Ellis still isn't the greatest at it, but. Like he he's gonna get his offense from the offense. If that, if that makes any sense, I don't know. A lot of putbacks. A lot of putbacks, c- catching wide open on open three off the off, you know, the penetration, things like that. Like and, and that's great. And he takes advantage of it. I mean, obviously, I mean, we talked about how he's he's just far and away leading his team in dunks. I mean, he's far and away leading his team in you know moments to get the crowd going. I mean, he's had them all this year, and they're few and far between, but he's had them all, including the you know when he stuffed on that poor kid's head. You know, on uh, during the game for the end one, or even the putback, which made me think of an old a uh, playing old school twenty one in the in, in the backyard when you do the tip in and take your boy back down to zero. That's what he looked like, and he got the end one off of it. Yeah. So I mean, and I, and I texted you, and then yes, I was hard on on JJ to begin the year. I know you hated him. I didn't. You hate hated him. JJ Trainer. You're full you of crap. Hate, you said the words. I hate JJ Trainer. Never said you those were like, words. He doesn't belong on. Doss High School's <laughs> JV team. That was exactly what you said. We can find the clip. I have never given a shout out to Doss High School ever. <laughs> never once. <laughs> yes, I may have asked for a paternity test, but that's just not the point. <laughs> not for me, but for John, for Jason. Uh, no, I, there's no, and, and that's not because I don't believe it. Because I one, he showed more energy in two possessions than Jason showed in two years at Louisville. But he plays a lot of energy. Then again, sure. he probably doesn't have uh, daddy's uh, off the court. Habits a little bit, but um, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was hard on him beginning of the year, but I, and I shouldn't have maybe been, but I expected this. This is what I expected to see out JJ Trainer this year, and maybe I shouldn't have expected it so soon because even Kenny brought it up. You know, this kid didn't even play at all last year, almost. Yeah, I mean, he was just thrown in the doghouse, almost just thrown away like trash, and I don't know why the coaching staff had such an anger with him because this, this is not somebody. Look, I mean. He clearly has a motor. He clearly want. I mean, he's not the most outspoken kid. Plays he, hard as hell. You, he like when you hear him talk, like in press conferences, you would not believe he has this much energy on the court. I mean, he's very soft spoken in the and when he does the press conferences afterwards, kind of quiet a little bit. That's fine because you can save that all that energy for the court, and that's what he does. And I told you this on Saturday, and I stand by it now. If you don't like JD Trainer, we can't be friends. Yeah, he's just just don't even very easy to root for. Just defriend me on Facebook. I'm following me on Twitter. No, actually, don't do that. I want more followers. But just mute me then. Because if you if you don't like J.D. Trainer, then we're not going to talk. He has the type of motor that you've wanted to see in this team from everybody all season long. 
There's not a team in NCAA right now that would not take JJ Trainer. They should. I mean, he's he he's good at what he does. He plays insanely hard. He doesn't try to do more than I think he's capable of. He's and he was he was tremendous. You could tell. I mean, he talked this week. I think at the press conference it was him and, and Mike James who were asked about the 2013 national title. You know, their memories. And these are kids who were eight nine years old when Louisville won it all. And James, you could tell, was kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I I remembered watching. He's like, I was a big Trey Burke fan. I remember, I was a big Russ Smith fan. I remember watching Probably that game. And then Trainer, you could tell. You know, obviously he has the local ties. His dad playing here. Him being from Bardstown, which is pretty like, a lot Basically, of yeah. lot of Louisville fans in that area. And he's telling the story about. I remember my mom and everybody in our neighborhood running up and down the streets. And his mom like was like, he's like, I did. It's not a made up story. I ran up and down the streets when we won. And he, you could tell. This meant something to him. The 2013 team being there, being honored, meant more to him than it probably meant to the other guys on this team just because of the the personal relationship he's had with UofL over the years. And he played like it. He, he played like this is this is kind of our Super Bowl. I want to show out in front of these guys. I want to try to follow in their footsteps a little bit. It was uh, just a really, really terrific performance by him. And it was not even the stuff that showed up in the stat sheet. He was always in the right place defensively, which has been kind of an issue for him throughout his career, including this year. He had the Hakeem work block in the corner. Had the, the big block that basically, which I felt Brad Brown was like, you could tell he didn't draw up. That kid had played four minutes the whole game. And like right when he goes up for the shot, I can't remember who it was, one of their guards was like, like, like threw his arms up like before his shot even got blocked. He's like, this is not what the play was. But Trainer made sure that he didn't have a chance to be a hero there. And that was kind of the moment where I think, we exhaled a little bit because we had played so tight to that moment. We needed somebody to step up and make a huge play to swing the momentum back in our favor. And that block was, you're like, okay, we can do this. We're not going to completely fall apart. If that kid makes that three and it gets down to a two point game, I think then the doubt not only creeps in, it takes over and you, you wonder what's going to happen, but he was tremendous. He, he was so good. Ellis was really good. Kamari Lance had some moments where he played very well. Um, Mike James had some moments where he played very well. Everyone just played with the. It, it does. Billy Hatfield showed a little bit of spark off the bench. Actually, showed some enthusiasm. The putback dunk was huge. Yeah, I mean, and, and there was there's one play, and, and this is something I want to point out because it's just something that it bothered me. There was they came down the court and he had position, and I don't remember. I want to say it was James didn't give him the ball. And earlier in the year, that was the, that was would have been a play where Huntley Hatfield would have pouted. Yeah, throws and taken three plays off for sure. And I think it was two plays later is when he did the putback dunk. And I'm like, thank you. He, he, he wasn't. He looked frustrated he didn't get the ball, but he said he kind of went with, through the motions and didn't didn't do what he, we'd seen earlier in the year. That's progress. If this team, small but progress. And I know what's done is done. There's no point in talking about it like this. But this is sports radio. It's what we do. If this team had just played with that desire the entire season, I'm I don't know what the record would have been. Yeah. I, I know it would have been better. But the fans would have been so much more appreciative and so much more supportive. And there would have been, we, we could have avoided three months of having these back-and-forth shows where it's like the culture sucks, the kids suck, the, the, the players suck, they, like, like who sucks the most. Like We could have avoided all of that. All anybody wanted to see from this regime change, from this first year under Kenny Payne, was the kids just playing their asses off on, on a nightly basis. Just extreme effort a system that seems to work well enough right now and that you know is going to work even better when you get more talented players into the fold. And we just, that was the worst thing about the, basically the whole season up until Saturday is they just never play with that type of effort consistently. And now I think the challenge for this team becomes, can you carry it over? Can you carry it over to these last four regular season games 
and into whatever happens in Greensboro for the ACC tournament because we've seen it in spurts before. We haven't seen it for a, a full game like we did on Saturday. Can you do it when the crowd isn't as juiced up as it was Saturday night? Can you do it when it's not a night where the 2013 team is giving you inspiring speeches and you realize how much it means for the program? Can you do it tonight against a Duke team that's going to come out and probably smack you in the mouth a little bit more than Clemson did um, on Saturday night? But the effort level, that's all we've really wanted from this team. It, it was not a perfect product. If Clemson shoots a little bit better, then it's a, it's a much different game. We gave them still probably too many wide-open looks from the outside. But we defended better. We played harder. We made some plays when the game was on the line. It was just like this, this is what we wanted to see. Not just the win, not just beating a, a good team by 10 points, but the desire, the, the overwhelming feeling that it meant as much to them as it means to us watching the game. We got that on Saturday, and it's been too few and far between this season to have those 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 types of feelings. It's been four months in the waiting. It was finally got here. And hey, Kenny Payne said he wasn't sure what team he was going to have until maybe February. He said that before the year. He wasn't lying. He, he maybe we're just finally figuring it out. I'd like to point out also we have four games left. That's what I said. EMU has four games left. Oh, we're down two. Oh, it's still six four. It's coming down to the wire, my man. And now, I they may not make the conference tournament. I don't know what kind of level of competition they've got in their last four games. I don't couldn't tell you much about the Mac. I think it's easy. Yeah, well, it hasn't been easy all year for them. It's true. We and got I Georgia know, Tech. And I know we've got Georgia Tech and we got Voltex still. Now Voltex's been playing better. But uh, EMU But the fact that we play at least Voltex at home makes me feel decent. Now tomorrow they have Western Michigan at home who is three fifteen in Ken Palm and who has lost ten of their last eleven games. Yeah, but is, have they played them yet? No. And what's their record? Uh, they, I, I take it back. They lost to them by six away. Okay. On January 7th. They lost to them once already. They lost to them once. Western Michigan is, right now, they're 3-11 and 11 in the conference and 7-20 and 20 overall. Wow. Could have maybe made a bet with them, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they played they play the, the other, like, four worst teams in the MAC in their last four. Well, that's all right. Because they're one of those four worst teams. But they're not playing. They got Kent State beat them pretty bad over the weekend. Maybe they're, they're beating down. If you can keep them at six wins... We, I think we can get one more, and then they'll be out of the conference tournament, and we'll have a chance to win on that tournament Tuesday to at least get you to a push. What are we doing on push? I'm assuming it's no blood. Oh, that sucks. I mean, that's better than the position you've been in for the last three months. I want blood. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't think they're going to schedule a exhibition game between the two teams just for you and Scoot. Can we work on an EMU-Louisville game? Can you sort of manufacture Like a barnstorming game in Freedom Hall or something? Who do I got to call to get this to work out? Uh, the, the I tell you what. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the dunk, uh, our, our feelings there, and then we'll take some text from you guys. I haven't mentioned it yet, but the Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Big thanks to our friends at Thornton's, as always, for sponsoring the text line. And when you, you know, after you done, get done texting us, make sure you download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. It'll save you money at the pump. It'll save you money inside whenever you stop into one of the 53,972 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. They're terrific at what they do. 502-414-1450. First break here. We'll come back. We'll talk more about this win over Clemson here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
Nobody likes when you're 23. It was a Saturday night. Ellis dropped 23. <laughs> it's a tough age. 23 is weird. Unless you like. I don't, that's not that. No, but 23 is still a great age because you can still. I don't know. You are in that between where like, you're supposed to know better. But exactly. You, but you should still be able to make mistakes. Like the 20s is where you're allowed to like screw up your credit and do all this. stuff. You, you can you, try different things. You can try. Yeah, you can. you can take chances. I do remember being 23. Like the only thing that I liked about law school was being able to tell people that I was in law. It's such a simple answer. Like, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, when I was 24, I started law. I'm like in law school. Nobody asked follow-up questions. Like, oh, when I was telling them that I work for SB Nation and write a blog on U of L Sports and do radio periodically. There's a lot of follow-up questions. First of all, it's too wordy to explain. It's like, like yeah, it's sports media. And they're like, oh, well, who for? What do you do? And like, it's just, it's much too long a conversation. And people are like, well, is it is it lucrative? Are you doing anything? Are you actually getting paid for this? And law school, it's just it's so straightforward. But twenty three is a, it's a tough age. I think when I first the first the first radio gig I had, we, we were cumulus, we were the ESPN affiliate, and like somebody, I just said somebody asked like, what do you where do you work? And I was like, oh, I work with you know, uh, you know one of you know sports uh, that take you know it's an ESPN station. Like you work for ESPN? Exactly. Like, How's Chris Berman? I'm like. How the bleep should I know? <laughs> I would always say, whenever I said SB Nation, like 50% of the time, somebody would say, oh, ESPN Nation. And after a while, I would just be like, yes. Like ESPN's umbrella is so large, I can get away. I'm like, sure. If that makes you makes you stop asking me questions, yes, I work for ESPN. Scott Van Pelt and I are boys. Yeah. <laughs> we text daily. I have met Van Pelt. He's awesome. He was a, he was a, I can't remember what level. He was in a little football game. He's on the sideline. I, I said hello to him. Is that it? That's, yeah, we, 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 like, as soon as I said hi, he looked at me and I said, you are my, you are my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm like, done. No. And next thing you know, he's, but then what happened was we both went up to the same girl and then I got dumped and Stamper Steve took my place. No, that's what happens. That's, that was, that's all I, I was supposed to, I was, I was supposed to be Louisville Trevor. So it goes. <laughs> all right. At the end of Saturday night's game, Louisville's about to wrap up a, what seems to be 81-73 win over Clemson. L. Ellis instead decides to, on a fast break, put an exclamation point on the game. And do, then some. Does a 360 dunk, and then not only that, goes over to the cameras and does like the put him to bed sleep gesture. I mean, hey, don't say we didn't like, we haven't lacked confidence. We d- even like. I mean, it's, <laughs> this team definitely does a lot of that. There's, they're like, it'll be a tense moment, and like we're like flexing. I mean, Mike James when he scored that one time is like flexing, and all the coaches on the bench are like, run back, <laughs> like we're only up by four points. Oh, Stop. Ken, Kenny, the, the look on Kenny Payne's face when he did the 360 dunk. This team just was. Like, I mean, that, how is not a meme by now? I don't know. They're the only ones in the city that refuse to accept the fact that we're like three and 23 at that point. Like they're still. In their minds, like we're twenty nine and one, we can do whatever. It's the Sweet Sixteen game against Arizona for to these team every single night. When they make a good play, they're two. Like the last photo in my photo tool for the last week, it was from the um, who did we played before Clemson. Who, who beat us then? The Virginia game. Yeah, yeah. Louis so anytime I I would write a story, 
you have to pick a picture and the photo to it automatically goes to like Louisville Cardinals. And the very first result is LL is doing the he's too short thing after he made a shot against Kia Clark. I don't remember that. You know, you know, a lot a lot of times big guys will do it when they post up somebody who's a couple inches smaller than them. They'll yeah. run to the floor, they'll like put their hand down like he's too short. I don't know all the hand signals yet. I just yeah. learned I just learned the hand on top, the padding of the head means you got dunked on. Yeah, that's an old one. Yeah. It's not that old. It's 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 more new than the he's too small. Okay, it must yeah. But both, both a few years old. But it's like that was like the most recent picture. I'm like, this is from a game that we lost. Like I, I just I, with this team, no shortage of confidence still when it comes to stuff like that. But he does the the dunk at the end. And you and I were texting about this. My initial reaction was, I'm just being honest here, did not like it. No, hated it. Actually. I was like, come on, man. Like, like you know, we're, we're we've got three wins. Let's just just dribble the clock out. We'd be pissed off if they did that. It wasn't like even the the Trez dunk against SMU in 2014. Because that game was like the most hostile environment of all time. They've been yelling just terrible things. There've been some bad blood between. And I, I like Trez also dunked it and then turned around and goes, "I don't give a bleep," and starts like yelling at the crowd. Like that one, I was okay with. This one, initially, I'm like, oh, "Man, like you know, come on." And then I see how mad it makes the seven Clemson basketball fans that are out there. And then I began to like it. There's it, seven. Seven. I, I don't care why the the reaction from Clemson fans. My hate love relationship with it is. I hated it because it wasn't necessary. I mean, we really have yeah. no reason to do anything like that. The dunk, one thing, the, then the nap thing, another. I mean, the gesture, I, 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 yeah, I kind of and even the dunk, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm just dribble the ball out. But the like part, the only thing I liked about it was that this team does have still confidence. They it do. Does have it does have some fight, and we've talked about that all year long about a team that's three and twenty three. A three and twenty three team, even on a, coming off a win, should just kind of thrown that ball up in the air and been like, okay. Let's get going. We're, we're not doing anything. Yeah, we got to win. Whoop-de-doo. It's our fourth win. This team this team doesn't, like you just said, this team does, this could have been our 29th win for, in their eyes. And I, that's, at least like that kind of fight left in them. That, that's the kind of fight that makes me think, I may not have to pay Scoots $500. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, because. When I saw how mad it made some people, at, that's when I reversed well, course. And I was like, okay. <laughs> also, I, then it was brought to my attention that Clemson, in their most recent game, they'd beaten Florida State by 40. Yeah. And the last play of the game, by the way, is a walk-on, stealing the ball, and then dunking with two seconds left to make it a four-point game. So please, shut the hell up forever. Because... At least it was a walk-on. If we were on the other side of this thing, if it had been Clemson, you know, 360 dunking, and then rocking us to bed in front of the camera, yeah, for a second there, I'd be like, yeah, that, that, that sucks. But then I would have let it go, because you don't want to get dunked on in the closing seconds of a loss to a bad team. Then... Don't be down by eight against us with a minute left. Like that's it's on you at some point. And I think that you you take that anger. It's misplaced anger. You be mad at your own team for making that happen. Clemson fans were trying to get mad at us. The Clemson players were trying to get mad at us. Apparently they were yelling. Hunter Tyson, I guess, yelled at Mike James. He's like, "You have three bleeping wins." And then Mike James held up four fingers, which I loved. Uh, th- that's a cool story from after the game. So I, after that, I was like, and then I, I had to put the tweet out there. I had to make fun of them where I'm like, it wasn't 360 dunking. It's meaning at the rim. We do it at the end of every game, win or lose. It's a tradition. Nice it's not call. about you. I love that. You had to, you know, I was like, yeah. You... And after every game, we take a nap. I was going to let it go, and then I saw you people getting mad about it. So I was like, you know what? Now we got to take a shot. There's Clemson basketball fans. There's there's fans that love Clemson basketball so much they're willing to get mad about it. Seven. I counted. Did they all have same names as players on the team? Three of them. <laughs> it's PJ Hall's parents, and then like. I can see PJ Hall's parents doing that. <laughs> yeah. Also, one one was uh, the coach's burner account. <laughs> Schmatch Malnell, 24-7. It's, it's red and red now. He just changed the color. 
in a year, I, I should mention this also. In, in a year where we have lost so many of these like little kind of cool records of dominance, we did not lose the fact that we have never lost at home to Clemson. Yeah, eight and zero all time against the Tigers at home. We've also never beaten Clemson. Keep something the nineteen forty. <laughs> we've never beaten Clemson since joining the ACC on the road, which is is weird. But we have never lost to them at home. You can't take that away from us. It lives for at least another year. Suck it, Tigers. We own you. And it also, I'll be like the shot and Floyd and me. I love the fact that we have we may have single handedly knocked Clemson out of the tournament. This is the closest to a tournament game we've gotten. It felt good. It, this was this was our eight nine tournament game. I know that we've never beaten them in football, which Clemson fans reminded me of after my tweet many times. Like, oh, I guess you don't know how to act because you never experienced you a lot. Snap back, but you've never beaten us in lacrosse. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be a sport we're undefeated. You should gotta find. Well, we've never beaten them at the, uh, women's basketball. I knew that just a week ago. We are we've never lost them. We're twelve and zero. You should snap right back with that. Would have would have gone well. Would not have worked out well in my favor. That's an argument. The best was just to let the most recent win simmer a little bit. That's what you have to do. And when they say something like, "Well, who cares about that?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, who cares about football? Well, this is basketball, dude." It's I thought we were just naming it. random sports. It's February. Um, it felt nice to have that. And also, like, we now have a chance to play this role a couple more times here. Because, look, Duke tonight, not, like, they still are a little bit shaky. Haven't been great. If They're they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament, but they're not going to be a great seed unless they go on a run. I mean, we've seen the cracks in, 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 the, in the Shire Empire. I mean, Coach K's showing up to games now as a, as a quote-unquote fan. Yeah, he's trying. He's, he's, he's doing what he can. He's, he's eking his way back to that bench. I bet you he'll be at tonight's game and he'll be like five seats over from the bench. Georgia Tech, they've been playing a little bit better recently, maybe trying to save Josh Pastner's job at the last second. We can officially end that. Also, if we beat Georgia Tech uh, uh, this weekend, pretty decent chance that we're not the Last place team in the ACC. They've got one more win than us. We'd have the, the season series if we beat them. Uh, if we finish in a tie, we're not going to be the 15 seed. There's that to play for. VT still trying to kind of flirt with an NCAA tournament berth. We can uh, completely end that with a win next week. So it's fun to play spoiler. And it's not as fun as like the team that has something to be spoiled. But we'll take what we can get right now. And it was nice to – if Clemson gets left out of the field and it's, it's somewhat close on Selection Sunday, we can look at them and say we did that. That was us. That's all our imprint on the coming. season. We kept you out of the NCAA tournament. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Uh, it's 50, all mixing. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sachs line. We can uh, uh, take some texts now from you guys. Uh, texter says, I'm not going to lie. I did an old man slap to my knee. <laughs> what, what is this? It's a lengthy text from KRC. It's the same guy with the old man slap text from last week. It's the same exact te- text. What's an old man slap to when the knee? When you're like, how about that? They consider an old man. I do that all the time. That's a very old man thing. Really? I just do it just to get the feeling in my knee back. <laughs> hey, wake up. We got to go get something out of the fridge. Texas says, when I saw the dunk live, I thought it was a bad look. But two days later, I think it was earned. Yeah, it's in bad taste, but the team and the fans needed it. I, I, I disagree with that. I think the fans, because if you listen, if you watch the, the game film, the, the game highlights, or any of the videos that like the news people had from on the floor, the fan reaction was not like people didn't go nuts when it happened. People, there was like a brief cheer, and then everybody was kind of like, it, it, it almost made it more awkward after the game than it would have been if he just throw the ball up in, into the air. Like there was definitely a sense from inside the building, like, Ugh, and you could see that it pissed off Kenny Payne, and the Clemson players started like yelling at Ellis, and and also it prolonged the game because he dunked with 1.2 seconds left. So then Clemson had to go and inbounds the ball. Well, the coach is already handshaking like that. If he just throws it up in the air, the horn sounds, people kind of the cheers louder. I think it kind of it, it almost made the end a little bit more awkward. Than I don't know. Payne was pissed, but the look he had was just more like young people. 
He was. I can tell you for a fact, he was pissed. He. I mean, he. But he had a. Then he, I mean, how can you tell? Because he's some. He still just sounds, from what I was told. He sounds he half happy game. when he's mad. I mean, yeah, from what I was told after the game, he was he was not happy about it. I'm not surprised. Also, telling that they did not use the the highlight in any of their post game highlight videos. I was like, yeah, I think Kenny probably was like, just don't do that. I'm surprised Kenny didn't because early in the game, one of the things that really changed, I want to say, is when. There was three straight plays where the referees made the wrong call on charge blocks. They called the one on they called a block on Ellis, which he was there for like five minutes before it's the guy got there. A horrible call. And then they called the then they called it what should have been a block a charge on us. And then by I mean th- just three I mean three calls that I don't mind you making calls, but they made the wrong call on each one. It was just actually pathetic. And you, you saw Kenny kind of lose it. Literally from that point on, I feel like the rest were just giving us every whistle. We got some down the stretch. We we got every whistle after that. The crowd probably helped there too. And I was like, "Thank you." I mean, I, I mean, work the officials. That's how you do it. Texas man, I wish that JJ played last year. I just don't understand how a guy with that kind of motor was not on in the and how he stayed him. I got like Pegasus doghouse. Like, and you the, think he'd be his perfect player. The weird thing was, whenever they did play him. There were a lot of stretches where he would come in and play well. Like, he did a couple threes, and yeah. he'd kind of, you know, in, in spark something. And then they'd take him out, and he just would never come back in. It, he played 10 games last it year. It clearly had to have been something in practice. I don't. I, and they sort of, I think, Pagese, remember, we, we had this discussion on the radio. We had one full episode. This is how desperate we were for content. Like, the J.J. Trainer mystery was like a whole episode of the show. Because Pagese finally addressed it after he started playing well and said, basically, we weren't playing him in the middle of the year because J.J. had come out and said, that he wanted to transfer and he wanted to save his year of eligibility. If he played less than than three games, he would have still been able to to reg, take a redshirt for that season. So we didn't play him. And then he came to me later in the year and said, "I want to try to make this work." And I said, "If you practice hard enough, we'll we'll play you." He practiced well enough. We finally gave him some minutes. He played well. And so the, the deal is now: if he keeps practicing like that, we're going to keep playing him. That was Pagese's explanation for what happened. But it's still, it was very odd. You could tell from the beginning of the year that he was in the collective doghouse of both. Mac and Pegues for yeah, some reason. Majority of his games he played were in February. Yeah. Including twenty eight minutes against Miami, which was the season high. He only played eighty two minutes all year. I mean he played ten games. I mean it's just yeah, season high five points against Notre Dame in eight minutes. I mean, it's just he what and the thing is, is I mean, he needed last year to progress. I mean, can you imagine where he'd be this year if he'd actually played all last year? Yeah. He'd be where he's at now, he'd be there last year. Texas, I'm sorry, but one win over Clemson who'd come in having lost three or four doesn't inspire Pure Joe from this entire season. Not sure what Pure Joe is, but I mean, nobody's sitting here saying that like the season's fine because we beat Clemson over the weekend or that we're like my, I don't know about you, like my big view for big picture view for next season and beyond with Kenny Payne is not affected by this game. Now, if they come out and they play really well down the stretch and they do something in the ACC tournament. Yeah. I'm willing to, to budge a little bit from that, but this game alone Big picture wise, didn't change anything for me, but it's not doesn't mean we can't celebrate it. Doesn't mean we can't be happy about it. No, not big picture, but does I don't know. I mean, if you you count it with the last few games that we were, we played well and came close, but didn't get didn't get get over the top. I think if you add this to the end of it, it, it makes it a big picture positive. I think it's a good point. It solidifies it all. I mean, as an individual vacuum by itself, then no. I mean, it's Clemson, a team on the bubble, a team you got at home on a Saturday night. I mean, you ask a normal person who didn't know Louisville was three and something, they'd say Louisville should win that game nine out of ten times anyway. Right. It, it does kind of also solidify the notion that this team is is playing better down the stretch. I think you've got that one clunker against Pitt tossed in there. But outside of that, they were competitive against a good Miami team on the road. 
you can argue they should have beaten Virginia, who's the best team in the conference. And they, you know, they had Florida State, a team that had whopped them earlier in the season. They had a game that they maybe they should have won that. And then the game before that is Georgia Tech. So besides one game in the last three weeks, the team has definitely played better. But you needed to see that consistently down the stretch. And this is not like it's not going to do this in its entirety. If the team comes out tonight and loses by 40 to Duke, then you go back to having those same types of conversations. Can't but do that. Yeah, you can lose tonight. You can't lose, but you cannot have a Pittsburgh game. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot. You would just wipe out three weeks from the existence, and then you're just starting to begin. You cannot do that tonight. But we've talked all season long about how we need something to point to when it comes to having hope for for Kenny Payne long term, and we're not getting that with recruiting yet. We haven't gotten it from on court stuff. And the one thing that I think you could point to and say is that this team has not given up. They're they're still playing hard down the stretch, and that maybe they're getting better. And now you're kind of being able to point to that a little bit. It feels weird to say in the middle of a 4-23 and season, but they're definitely better now than they were a month ago, and they're starting to see some results from that. So maybe – I know I just said, like, I'm not changing anything big picture-wise, but at the same time, like, would I have maybe like a slightly less confidence in us being good next year if we'd lost by 20 to Clemson on Saturday? Sure. So there's that. It's just it's gonna take more than that for me to be swayed entirely. It was, but it was. It doesn't mean I can't be happy about it. it doesn't mean I'm gonna come here and be woe is me on a Monday after we just beat Clemson by ten on a special night at the Yum Center. I thought it was a great night. Texas says, Nah, the L dunk is for all the times that Clemson fans said y'all gave us a little scare there. Screw Clemson. I don't think it matters who the opponent was when he did that. That was just. That was just. That was that was that was months of frustration being released by Ellen. Yeah. Who I mean, like when you saw the the put, I think it was I want to say it was the J, the, the JJ trainer and one put back on the tip. I mean, he was slamming his chest, going nuts after that play. Yeah. And it, again, you, you see it in outside, and you go, okay, you know, you're three. It's, it's like watching a guy celebrate, you know, getting a sack when his team's down forty two to nothing or something, or Duke player giving an L's down when off of a of a sack when you're down 63 to nothing or something. I, I get that, but that, this this wasn't just in the vacuum of one game. This is an entire season just being kind of built up. And as I pointed out, just the positive of the dunk, if you want to show a positive side to it, is that this team is still showing so much fight when they really have no reason to. Yeah. This, this team could have easily should have just gone and laid down in the coffin a month ago. And they, they're not. And that, that's, that's at least something positive. For sure. Texture says, why did you record an emergency pod on Saturday night? I'm sorry. Didn't happen. And I was ready to come over. Yeah, didn't happen. Danny's feeling under the weather. Uh, we're just we're finally getting out from underneath the, the sick house. The kids are finally feeling a little bit better, finally turning a corner. Mary's feeling a little bit better. My voice is still a little bit dinged up, but we're, everybody's just, we were tired. We're tired. Doesn't mean we didn't celebrate, but we were tired. Um, last text here before we, we call this a hour. Text was the poor school kids in Arizona having to hear how horny Trevor is to serve an A. <laughs> I hope they're not listening to the show. <laughs> the school kids in there. <laughs> like, this is the guy that you wanted to come talk to us? He's, yeah, he's an inspiration. He's talking about buying sex openly on the air at 315. Yeah, they're in Arizona. They're close to Nevada. They're in Arizona. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour. I've got a, a football note that I want to get to at some point, but we want to hear from you guys more. We only got to a few texts there. So Was Brum at the game? Jeff? Yeah. I don't know. I know it's been a perfect game. Maybe he didn't want to take away from the 13 team. I know he's at baseball. That's what I was thinking, yeah. 
He may have been out recruiting. You know, recruiting weekends. Who knows? Speaking of baseball, can we get the broom out? Broom out. Swept those bisons. Suck you. Suck it, but no. Learn how to spell your name right. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour is up next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Here, Monday edition of the Rutherford Show, 1450 961 The Big X. Weather's wild out here. It's 75 degrees one day, it's 28 the next. Can wreck havoc? Wreck havoc? Wreck havoc? Wreck havoc? This little basketball team's like the weather here. It is a little bit. You don't know what you're gonna get. One day you're gonna get a, a Pittsburgh snow snow day. Next day you're gonna get a, a a 72 sunny and win over Clemson. It can wreak havoc. I'm going with wreak havoc on your HVAC system. If that happens to you, AirSurf can help you out. Call them today. If, if, if you want a $49 tune-up, just have them come out, check out what's going on, make sure that everything is operating correctly. Give them a call at 502-785-8600. And for limited time, you can get up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying rude system. Again, call AirSurf at 502-785-8600 or visit them online at airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E. Serv.com backslash Louisville. I'm voting Rick, by the way. I think I think both. Reeks makes me think of the dude from Game of Thrones. Well, yeah. No one wants to be associated. You're Reek now. No one wants to be associated with the penis. Well, you gotta get it fixed. That's why you call AirServe. He did become a hero in the end, though. You knew that was coming, and he still. I felt like his journey still had like 75 too many moments where he was like, come on, man. Like he, when he jumps off the boat, he's like, like, when is he ever going the to grow? I'm, I'm like, he just like flops over the side. I'm like, okay, we've put poor, 
reek through enough here? Can he at least like? Couldn't he have at least got like, punched off the side or something? I think that's the, the same expression Kenny made at Ellis when he did the dunk was his sister when he jumped off the boat. The like, hero- you look at her face when he jumps off. The actress is great. I get that the hero's journey is a long one, but this one just feels like there's just way too many. Di- and, and he's got to be ready to die at this point. I just like when he when he when he, when he, when he gets when he when he comes up to his own and he beats up the other guy and the guy like, kicks him in the court. He's like, I've got nothing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's when the writing was just going full on like bad '90s sitcom. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. That's that's awesome. I was like, I saw that happen in King of the Hill. Get this. Over <laughs> uh, welcome back into the show. We've been talking a lot about Saturday night's win over. Clemson it was a all-around fantastic weekend for Cardinal Athletics. The UofL women's basketball team comes back from a deficit for most of the, the, the first part of the second half to dominate the fourth quarter against Boston College. They pull out a much-needed victory. The UofL baseball team starts their season off with a three-game sweep of Bucknell. The cards up to number four in the Baseball America Top 25 poll. We only mention that one because it's the one that has them the highest ranked, so it's the best one. Uh, number four team in the country. We love Baseball America. And then, of course, the men's basketball team taking care of Clemson Saturday night on a night when the 2013 national title team was being honored. It just, we needed a weekend like this. I feel like maybe Ellis' dunk was, like, not just a, a bragging point at the end, but, like, a metaphor for the season. How so? Please expand. Because he just made it, he, he went, it was a 360 dunk, i.e. this team is making a 360 turn. Well... 360 would go right back to where you were. We want them to do Quit a Quit ruining my metaphors. <laughs> we want them to do a 180. We want them to be different. That's what he went to 360. He said, here's where we were, and we're putting that season to sleep. Okay. I like that better. That works. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Hit us up if you've got thoughts about anything that happened this weekend. A quick football note to get to before we... We continue on. What new stud did Braun bring in? No, see now you hyped it up to something that's that it's not going to be. Don't don't guess what it is. Brandon Marcello of Twenty Four Seven Sports has done his recap of the college football coaching carousel. He's named the winners and he's named the losers. Spoiler alert: Before we talk about where Louisville is, Cincinnati is one of the primary losers. Oh, I could have told you that. Louisville. Is one of the primary. You mean a national guy actually is not kissing Satterfield's rear end? He kind of was like, it feels weird that they hired Satterfield, which is great because it is. Yeah, it is weird. Here's what Louisville he's listed as the number two winner. It's not in any sort of order, but they're listed second, right behind Clemson. Whatever. Who did Clemson hire? When they got their the the new coordinator. The new coordinators. They got the. I'm trying. Who's the Garrett Riley from TCU? Hiring coordinators doesn't count as a coaching. And then the Streeter guy, who was one of his guys. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. They, they don't qualify. We got first. I'm with you. This is a head coach poll. Here's what Marcelo had to say about Louisville being on the winner's list. Louisville fans did not have to pack Scott Satterfield's bags after all. Fans have been wanting, fans have been smothering Satterfield for his lack of big wins over the last two seasons and were openly wondering late in 2021 whether or not he should be fired. One year later, they got their wish and it didn't cost the school a dime. Satterfield instead left for Cincinnati, and Louisville hired their favorite son, former Louisville quarterback Jeff Brom. Ask even the most cynical Cardinal fan, and they'll tell you that this is an upgrade, and at a darn good discount. Brom isn't just a Louisville man, he's an incredibly successful coach. Brom led Purdue to a Big Ten championship appearance last season and also pushed the Boilermakers into four bowl games in six seasons, including the Citrus Bowl. Louisville fans have watched him up close and certainly wished loudly that he would step in as a head coach when he led Western Kentucky to a pair of Conference USA titles and had 22 combined wins 
in his final two seasons, leading the Hilltoppers in 2015 and 2016. No team in this hiring cycle received a better deal and a bigger upgrade and also expertly play fan service than Louisville. Get ready for some points, Cardinals. Ooh. And some wins. I mean, couldn't you have just left it at that? He said get ready for some points. Is that not good enough for you? No, because points are only. I don't know why. Like, the way he described packing the bags for Satterfield, I just feel like Satterfield's the English dude. We're a lane trying to get him to the airport. <laughs> I mean, this tracks. Move my sweater. Just I'll mail it to you. <laughs> now with Cincinnati, he said that something just wasn't clicking for Satterfield at Louisville, and, and goes into all that stuff with the the South Carolina Dalians, and then says, you know, it was a surprising decision by Satterfield to chase another job. Cincinnati hired him, and though he's been successful in his career, he has yet to tap into that magic that he once ignited at Appalachian State. Twenty-five and twenty-four in four years at Louisville. His most successful year was with Bobby Petrino's players. This is a somewhat bold move for a program moving to the Big 12. And all I can think of when he says that is the office scene where Michael's react, where Jim's reacting to Michael taping his face over uh, his new girlfriend's ex-husband on a ski trip. And he's like, he's like taping, he's like taping your face onto a picture of your new girlfriend's ex-husbands on a ski trip with their children is a bold move. But then again, Michael's a bold guy. Is bold the right word? <laughs> when he says bold there, I'm like, is, is, is bold the right word? Are you just trying to I mean, just his, say it? His own description, he, he is setting up Satterfield to have his best season in Cincinnati with Luke Fickle's players. Luke Fickle's players, yeah. yeah. He can win eight games with those guys. Go eight and five. He's going to go eight and five Cincinnati's going to be like, oh, see, we told you. It's just like, nice to call see. Call me next year. <laughs> it's one thing for us to talk about how much we won this trade by, if you want to call it a trade. But it's nice to see a, a national rider saying the same thing. Louisville's a winner. Cincinnati's a loser. Oh, yeah. We got Jeff Bagwell. They got Larry Anderson. Dated reference, but I like it. <laughs> Somebody's around there going, who the hell is Larry Anderson? Who's so, Jeff Bagwell? So I was going to say, a lot of people listening are like, who the hell is Jeff Bagwell? <laughs> Probably so. What would be another good one? That's the one that always comes to my mind. But. By the way, uh, Greg Gasparato, who left Louisville to follow Satterfield Cincinnati and be the outside linebackers coach, is being hired by Troy now. Or I think last Troy, I saw. Troy Troy? Not not Troy Miles. <laughs> okay. Like, Troy the school. Which is in Alabama. Yes. And that's going to, th- this will now be the second, at least second, I think I, I think there's just two, coordinator who left Louisville to follow Satterfield Cincinnati and then wound up going somewhere else. Who's the other one? <laughs> God, I thank you for that. I can't remember. <laughs> you remember there's one. Don't I know it's that. been at least two. I, I think it may be three. I can't remember who the other one is. Who, who else took a job? Somebody help us. Text line will help us out. Right, yeah. 502-414-1450. Um, but I feel like we're Donald Troy seems like a down step from Cincinnati. <laughs> he, I, I think he, he either played there or he was a coach there. Okay, he's or, been there, but he's or got or some. Is he history. getting a, an upgrade in position? Maybe I don't know. Is he going from linebackers to DC or something? I don't know. Um, yeah, he, he defensive coordinator. Sorry if I didn't mention that. Okay, he, uh, he'd he be going have. from linebackers coach to DC. Well, that makes Troy. a little more sense. Then. Yeah, it's it's certainly a promotion, but still, he's leaving Satterfield. That's the point. Don't make it weird. Just say that. Come on. <laughs> Just let us stomp on this guy's grave. I feel like like some of these coaches all were like hypnotized and just waking up like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. We didn't mean to take this job. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> Cincinnati? Scott Satterfield? What are we doing? Uh, Satterfield's leaving a little staff like Jerry Maguire. He's like, who's coming with me? <laughs> He'll always have Brian Brown. <laughs> Brian Brown is Renee Zellweger. <laughs> I said in the line. You complete me, Brian. Yeah, they seem to be yeah on the same page for most time. One last note since we're talking about other programs that are doing well. Louisville lacrosse 
up in the national rankings one spot. They were 24 last week. They are 23 this week. Still one speed. Jo- joking when I said they'd be Clemson. They might be Clemson. I don't know if Clemson has a team. They're too scared to even play from the garage. Probably. Uh, cards, after beating Lindenwood 14-7 to over the weekend, they moved, I take it back, they jumped from number 25 to number 23. They're also number 19 in the USA Lacrosse Magazine weekly poll. How does a school as pretentious and white as Clemson not have a lacrosse team? That's, I, I'm again, I'm not sure that they don't. I just feel like they're made for lacrosse. You'd think, you know, Virginia, Carolina, very good lacrosse yeah, programs. Yeah, I mean. Might be, they, all their money goes to Dabo now. Oh, okay. Let me look at the ACC lacrosse standing. I'm curious that they would have one. I don't know if they have, who cares about men's lacrosse? It's all about women. Uh, they do have a team. Okay. They are 3-0. Yeah, until, until they play us. Until they play us. Suck it. Get out of my face. Uh, you guys had thoughts on the the win over the weekend over Clemson. We took a few of the texts last hour. We'll take more of this hour. We want to hear your thoughts. It's your damn show. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. Texter says people showed up to honor the 2013 team, not so much to watch the game. I mean, I, I think you can say that it's true that the the crowd wouldn't have been what it was if it were just a game against Clemson. Certainly the, the atmosphere was juiced up because it was the 2013 team. But it's not like the, the fans just sat on their hands and didn't cheer when the game was going on. They also were there to, to hopefully cheer the team onto a victory. While their primary interest might have been in honoring the 2013 team, they still wanted to see the team win. And all the fans that have been going to games this, year's, uh, this year ha- have been very loud, yeah. wildly supportive. They've been Virginia game. They, yeah, they, they've been very good. It just hasn't been as large as it was on Saturday. And do I think it'll be... Back to kind of normal Tuesday night against Virginia Tech, probably it'll probably be down, but still, it's not like that they, you know, didn't care about trying to will the team to victory. Now, it was a great crowd. The game was listed as a sellout, right? I don't think so. So what was the now now's attendance? I don't know. I mean, I'd sixteen, eighteen thousand. I'd probably guess about fourteen something. Okay, so if they're announcing it at four. Let's say let's say for Blue Eagles, they announced it at fifteen five. Well, before and on regular games, they're announcing tennis is around ten or eleven. It's been ten or eleven, yeah. So I hate to tell you something. Fifteen thousand one hundred fifty-seven. I was almost right about that. Was the announced tennis? So that's three thousand apparently extra that showed up to watch the thirteen team. In, in that, in, and let's in. be real, the announced tennis. Something tells me that means the majority of people are showing up regardless whether the ceremony at halftime is there. I will say the announced tennis always includes season ticket holders. And there have been games this year that have said 11,000 or so that have probably been closer to five or six. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about if there's 15,000 now, then there maybe is a closer to 13. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But you can use the, that goes both ways. Like, it clearly was the largest attendance of the season because of the 2013 team. Well, but, yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're going to just like sit. Nobody left after halftime when the team got announced. Like it was. I'm not saying there's they not wanted a, us to win. I'm not saying there's not a bump for that for a reason why. I'm just saying to say that the that place had its, its attendance because of only that game is. I find ludicrous, and not just the not just the '90s rapper. Well, I mean, I I I don't. I, I think that if you, I mean, you, yeah, you can you can say there's an extra twenty percent, but that does twenty percent is. I mean, that means the majority are there on a regular day, game by game basis. Oh yeah, I think I think that's true. Yeah, I, I think if the all I'm saying is if you weren't honoring the 2013 team, that crowd Saturday night looks just like the one probably the, the probably game seven before. to eight thousand maybe. Yeah. Uh, Texture said, but I, but also like I don't I don't show up like the whole I, I don't buy into the whole thing that like the game played no part and people showing up like they if it was just a a 2013 celebration I think you have fewer people than you would have had. I mean, it might have been less people if you put it like at noon. The fact is seven also helped. Yeah. 
Texas says Bahanna wasn't allowed to be there. Yeah, we know. We, 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 we talked about this last week. No, that's, I mean, for all we know, that's what's just said. There's no fact to that. Yeah, I, I have not gotten. I still find that hard to believe, but. Yeah. Confirmation there. But Texas, should Kenny Payne show, should Kenny Payne show the team the South Carolina fight tonight to get them fired up? Coach KP was being held back and not the fake holdback guy from charging into the stands after a dude. It's on, yeah, it's on YouTube. You can find it. South Carolina getting a fight over the weekend? No, we got into a fight with South Carolina back in the 80s. Oh, back in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. It was a bad one. I thought it was, yeah, I thought they were talking about something like that over the weekend. Texas that Trevor once said that he hates JJ more than salad. <laughs> I never said that before making up lies. Lies, I tell you. Texas says uh, Trevor just hates JJ because he's the exact opposite of TK. No wait, no. I like I like the I like the, me and JJ are brothers. He's my man. Texas JJ thanks the rest of the team for sucking ass at offense. That's where he thrives off their misses. He's a great offensive rebound. <laughs> he does. He does a good job of it. Yeah. And also he's our best putback guy. If he can, if he can if he can figure out just to get a little oomph in that floater. Yeah, that's instead of falling stop right short arming it. Short arms it so he much. He also the, the three that he made. I think he made two, but the one that he the first yeah. one that he made when we were is the first half. It had. You meet the phone? What are you doing? Come on. You want to answer it on air? Who's calling? <laughs> that was an alarm. For it what? Because to remind me, I had to go do. Uh... It's exactly 4:20. What did you set an alarm for? At exactly 4:20. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at the clock. I'm like, why are you setting an alarm? In... Oh, it's 4:20. I can't make fun of that. I was actually doing a remote one time. I used to, when I, before I was doing afternoon shows, I, I did have an alarm that went off at 4:19 to Afro Man. <laughs> and like it, I, I started doing this afternoon show with with a guy named Ben Thompson one time, Ben Tompkins, and like it went off while we were on the remote. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoops!" No, that was actually to remind me. Yesterday, I had to go up to the to do something at the Big X. I had to be at work at five. But you did. Um, I was still like five. Minutes. Anyways, the the first trainer three, it had the it, he finally got a little bit of arc to it. It looked good. I remember like when it left his hands, I'm like, it may not go in, but that one looks better than the shot looks better than it has in recent. Uh, games and it was it was nice to see it going. Texas says JJ soft spoken at the mic, big motor on the court, hence the opposite of, of TK. <laughs> this kind of like, as you yeah. yawn as I'm reading that. <laughs> Texas says good talk, Mike, but how much are we losing by tonight? We don't need to talk about that yet. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Texas, don't, don't let JJ's 28% from three for you. He's more of a 34 guy. <laughs> He's, he shot better last year for sure. Texas, does any uh, any change in the outlook for year two of KP after these last few games? Do you have more hope? Not until I see the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, because unless until you to- show me the transfer portal, and I, I'm not nothing against the recruits, but I mean, you can only doesn't go so far with that unless somebody decommits. But until you show me the transfer portal and you got more talent in this roster, then you're just looking at a repeat of this year next year getting over the hump and finding a groove. and I mean, surely they'll be better next year to a point. The, the question is how much better. But you're going to lose a few people. Well, yeah, I would hope so. We're four and four Yeah, months. I mean, if you don't – until I'm not going to have overconfidence about next season until I start seeing names in the transfer portal. I mean, I'm not going to have overconfidence next year until, like, we're, like, 15-0 and 0 at some point. Like, wow. This year was so – and I know we're trying to stay focused on the positive today and talk about the Clemson game. But, again, big when you look back at the season – Whenever it's over in, in three, four, five, six weeks, uh, y- you know it's it's going to stand out as the losing a season in the history of the program. When that's the case, it's going to be hard to have a great deal of confidence, even if you do overhaul the roster and land some of the best players in the transfer portal, until you actually see the on-court results results look markedly better starting next November. 
but as, as far as like to answer the question, I guess technically my answer is yes. Cause like I've been at like no hope well, you, for a long time. You're, so you're telling me this team, say this team wins to their last four. We go in, we go out at six and we, we beat boss college. We get seven wins. We lose to somebody in the second round. AC tournament. Okay. All right. And, and this team plays almost even the last four games, despite losing to Duke and Virginia in a similar way that they played the last three games, including this win. And then you go in the transfer portal and you lock, you, you snag two top guys, including a guard. Okay. Preferably a guard. Let's say two guards for bleeps and giggles. You won't have some hype going into the season still. You won't have, you won't be excited to start the year. I'm always going to be. I was excited to start this year, even though I thought it was going to go poorly. Well, you had every reason to be excited because that was more of a mystery of unknown. But it, it's still going to be a mystery. Like, like let's be real. But you'll be less of a mystery knowing that you know this team, despite what they did in November and December and January, it was a lot of months. But <laughs> they did those three months. They played so much better in February, March, and now you've added guys to, you know, JJ Trainer maybe come back, Ellis come back. They talked about Ellis having a year of eligibility on the, he on does. the broadcast. He's got another year. Yeah, apparently everyone's been questioning about it except for the poor, the good play by play. Well, the question, what, again, to reiterate what I, I've heard, he didn't want to play college basketball again. Which makes, I can see that. But I was talking with, we had Master P and her earlier. I was talking with Matt, and Master P. He's like, you know, he goes overseas. What's he going to get, 300K? He's like, you can find someone to get him 300K to play another year here at Louisville if that's what people really want. I was like, uh, fair I, point. Under, completely understandable. Also, I, who had who had not name-dropping my conversation with Master P on their bingo card on Monday. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got more conversations with Master P coming. Yeah, I was chilling with LL Cool J over the other day, and he was telling me. <laughs> Master P's a big X guy now. Okay, I'm locked in. He's always been about the X. He's always been about the big X. Um, <laughs> ever since... Since I saw him at the base at the at the kickball game, he had me X. <laughs> yeah, he did. Anyway, I think he introduced me to her. To, I mean, to, to answer your question, like I'll certainly feel better than I would have if we'd gone three and in twenty nine or whatever. But we're you, still we're still talking about a if we're talking about being NCAA tournament good, it's still a long ways to go. I mean, we're just Duke is not a good team that we're playing tonight. Like they're not a a, a team that shouldn't still fear in anybody, and we're an eighteen point underdog. And I like us to cover that, actually. If we are going to make a leap forward to like where we feel like we're in a position to win this game a year from now, it's going to take a lot more than just adding some players. Like We're going to need – everything's going to have to get better. I love the improvement that we've seen over the last month or so. But let's – I feel like I'm being put in a position where I have to be a kind of a party pooper here. Yeah, you are. Like The ACC is the seventh-best conference in college. This is a down ACC. We have, there are no top 20 teams in this league, according to Ken Bob. The fact that we're being competitive against some of these teams that we're looking at it and being the top of the conference is not the standard at Louisville. It, it's not the norm. And if we're going to take steps, significant steps towards getting back towards that norm, like I'm going to need to see it before I just full on believe it. I love that we've improved. Do I have more confidence, more confidence than I did like three weeks ago about next season? Of course, they've been better. But I'm still, again, big picture. Why we have a long, long, long ways to go. We're four and twenty-three. That's that, that. At the end of the day, that's what matters. We're four and twenty-three. No disrespect to Kim Palm, but we do have three teams in the top twenty-five. Well, rankings. But yeah, we have no top twenty teams on Ken Palm. Kim Palm is the word of God, right? And it's pretty accurate over the years. Texter says, uh, "I sat in the student section, and hearing the current students not even realize that we were in the Big East in 2013 was a strange feeling." Seriously? Really? Come on, guys. Hey, I guess I'll guess what I did over the weekend. That's really weird to think about. <laughs> they didn't know that they were uh, 
Yeah, we've been in the ACC so long that there's an entire generation of fans that like doesn't remember that we were in a different conference ten years ago. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I mean, you couldn't have been like, you were like eight or nine, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, you think you'd still know, but I guess if you didn't grow up being like a diehard, like I'm sure some of the people in the student section are fans of Louisville because they go to college there and didn't grow up being fans and didn't like follow the team and all that stuff like we did. But that's that's strange, still strange. Yes. All right. So over the weekend, this is just to go off topic. Great. So I. Uh, on Sunday, this just made me think about because I just got a notification that someone's at my front door. I had a ring put on my front door. Oh, nice. Fancy. Yeah, yeah, fancy. And, like, so now my phone, like, every time my mom goes out to get something outside or, you know, anything, like, I'm getting constant, like, notifications. Someone's at your front door. Oh, that's annoying. It's it's also annoying when it tells me that I'm at the front door. Like, I'm walking in the house and I'm like, like, ding. I'm like, someone's at your front door. I know it's me. Every time I walk up to that, I flick it off now, too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm fan. Yeah, now I can see the DoorDash people when they come up to. I, I've never seen who drops off my food. I just know their names. You just know someone's there. Yeah, and because the dogs bark. But it's like, yeah, like I, trust me, I, I have the old fashioned ring of telling me someone's at my front door. I've got four dogs. <laughs> Same. They say what? Same. Yeah. Penny they, lets you know. They, 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 there's a reason why there's a little flag sitting in my front yard that says. Please do not knock on my door. My dogs will let me know you're here. That's nice. Yeah, that was kind of cute. Yeah, yeah I like that. And uh, so it's, it's sitting right there in my front yard. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm feeling fancy. I got that. I put I put a new lock on my front door. That's a little combination lock. You push and it locks with deadbolt. I'm moving up. Yeah. I'm like one like hyper you know car away from being the Jetsons. You pretty much are. You're living in 2028 now, yeah. or at least 2021. I like, I'm like, I'm fancy because I got a ring. And people, are, these kids in the student section, are like, we had those back in the, kid, in the day. Yeah, I know. We, we didn't know we were in the Big East, but we had a ring. Uh, Texas, well, by the way, clarifies U of L. Satterfield has lost three assistant coaches from Cincinnati, okay. and he just hired in the last couple of months. He does not list who they are, but I'm taking your word for it. Were they three that he brought with him, or is it just... at least two that he brought with him? Apparently. But <laughs> ironically, and no shock, none of them are Brian Brown. They're not. He's never. He's never leaving. Texas, the banner broke the curse. It did. We just need this. Since the 2013, when did the banner officially have to go down? When was that? 2020, wasn't it? 2019? All I know is nothing good has happened since then. Well, nothing good was happening before then either, really. But yeah. Well, I mean, like we had, you, you forget, because we got upset in the second round, we had a number two seed team in 2017. We had a team that people thought was fully capable of going to the Final Four and potentially winning a national title. Like we were, we had Donovan Mitchell, like we were, we were good. Let's say we lost to Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just said, like. At least it's second round. Yeah, I know you said the team. I thought I said Michigan. Sorry. So you don't even know what you say. How am I supposed to? Well, I sometimes I, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was <laughs> it was February twentieth, twenty eighteen. So wow. since then, you know, you forget like we were at that point in time in late February of twenty eighteen. It was so. This is today. It's exactly five years ago since we got told we had to take the banner down. Glad I don't remember that anniversary. That's eerie. Since then. We lost the game to Virginia in the pageant year that knocked us out of the NCAA tournament. Remember, we were we still had a good shot at this point when the banner came down to make the tournament that year. We didn't. We bring Chris Mack in. We had the you know, the, the okay year in 2019, go to the NCAA tournament. That was nice. And then our best team since this whole thing happened has the tournament taken away by COVID, and we haven't been back to the tournament since. We just needed a 2013 banner. If we beat Virginia Tech next Tuesday. And then win a couple of games. Remember, we've never won multiple games in the ACC tournament. 
We've been in this league for almost a decade now. We've never won more than one game in the conference tournament. If this team is the one that makes that happen, I think the banner was the curse the whole time. We just needed a 2013 banner up there. How about BBG Tech? How about we beat Duke tonight? If we beat Duke tonight, then weird stuff will be happening. What would you do if we beat Duke tonight tomorrow? Start believing in the the power of the banner. Fully. Oh, you're going to give me something more than that. I want something that's... Come on. We're 18-point underdogs. We just knocked off Duke at Duke. Like what? What do you want me to do? I don't know. Uh, sing me a song? I don't know. I'll Duke. sing you a song tomorrow. I'll sing you a song. Do I get to pick the song? We'll do the Eagles fight song. Because we didn't get to do it last No, that, that doesn't feel right. Sorry. We'll do something else. Do I get to pick the song? Yes. Sure. How about we have to sing This Is Why You Suck? We'd have to edit it a little the bit. Duke version. <laughs> also, some of the references to the Duke female student body, I don't think fly in 2023. But... <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics, so I just, <laughs> I just remember the song. It's something about how do they look like soccer moms at 18. Um, <laughs> I remember that part, yeah. We'd have, I, we'll have to clean it up a little bit. Speaking of 30 for 30, I guess one of the things I was like, stro- I was like streaming through, like picking random stuff on Saturday night to watch later in the night. I don't know why I came across the uh, the the one about you know the five slam jamma. Okay. And the entire time I just could not stop getting aggravated. Like we revolutionized the game. I'm like, yeah, three years after we did. Yeah. Like you, you're nothing but like you're, you're the, you played off Dodgers and Dogs. Yeah, you're 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 clearly the 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 volcano of, of movies. You're you're the Deep Impact or Armageddon. Yes. I mean, you're nothing but a, like a, a a yeah. You that's all you were. And then of course they're like, yeah, we we nobody was doing this before us. I'm like. What are you talking about? We did it, and we won, How a, we not and we won a national title doing it. And that's, that's the thing I so want to say the most. Yeah, you, you're bragging about it. You didn't even win a title. We won two. Yeah. How, how does how does a Dr. Duncan or, or the 80s not get a 30 for 30? Because ESPN hates us. But, I mean, seriously. Scandal. We deserve it. People forget, too, like, all college we basketball. We haven't been into high five, for God's sake. College basketball's heyday. A lot of people think kind of it stemmed from the expansion of the tournament in 85 to like the mid nineties, right? Like that that's when college basketball was thriving. Most players were staying four years. It was an extreme rarity for anybody to leave early. Like three point line became a big thing in eighty seven. Like we were the team of the eighties. Like college basketball has never been more popular than it was when Louisville was dominating the sport. You'd think we'd get a little bit more attention from something like thirty for thirty. Well also the the point out the eighties was basketball's prime. You forget that it was ushered in by, in the 79 title game with the most watched game still in college basketball history, which was Magic versus Larry. Yeah. And then that ushered in, you're right. I mean, the we 80s the game was. The, the, in the Astrodome, it was the most watched game in that was a, the sporting event TV history. Yeah. Was Houston, no, that was the, the one in the 80s, where they did in, with Houston, between Houston and the game that made March Madness. There's a book about it. Was oh, it, I mean, I think of Astrodome with Houston, I think of Vince Lou Alcindor. No, it was, I'm thinking of a different game, but it was a spectacle. Basically, they. College basketball became a spectacle in the 80s. And I think you're right. Like the, the jumping off point was probably that 79 title game oh, yeah. where you know, people started paying attention. And it was it was your way to see the next big stars of the NBA because the NBA was hot at the time, too. Like It was just it was great. And yeah. we were the, the team of the 80s. Yeah, and like you said, well, I wouldn't say they all still four years, but it was you had to be – if you were Jordan level, you left after three years. Like two Right. Sophomores were – I mean, I can other than getting kicked out of school, Magic and Isaiah. I mean, those are the only two guys I can think of off the top of my head that left after sophomore years. I mean, even your Mark Aguirre stayed four years. Lajuan technically left as a junior, but he was a redshirt freshman, so he was a four-year player. You know, uh, Ewing was four years. I mean, yeah, and the, the list goes on and on. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that we I mean, we uh, we ushered an entire new style of game with the, with the fast break and the, and the dunking, dunking the dunk. We invented the high five. We won two national titles. 
I just yeah, I don't I don't ha- I don't know how you can tell the story of eighties and and not do one. I mean, yeah, I get NC State's eighty three team and if you want to do one for five slay with Jamie, that's fine. But how many basketball focuses have they put on in the eighties and thirty for thirty and left out the team that was the exact was the top team of that decade? I mean, it baffles me. The thirty for thirty on the the, the dissolution of the Big East. They talk so much about the Big East tournament that year in 2013, and they spend like thir- 15 minutes on the semifinal game between Syracuse and Georgetown, how fitting it is, these two Big East powers, one last time, playing a double. They don't even mention that we won the tournament. There's not even like a <laughs> passing mention that like, hey, Syracuse won, but a day later their run would be ended by... They act like Syracuse won the Big East tournament that year, and it was that was them saying goodbye to the conference. We just get no respect. Uh, yeah, there was no some, respect. There's somebody ESPN, I mean, are they just... They just don't like us for some reason. This is not cool. I mean, Cal, Kentucky and Cal got a, a stupid 30 for 30, which I never watched. Yeah, I'm in like the first five seconds of that. Are you, I, I well, my name is. It's it's story that I wrote about I can Cal kill Perry. us to watch it. Uh, it's all about people hating Cal Perry. Like, I wrote something. I don't even know. It was one of the things that I written for SB Nation. It was like, even on draft night, Cal Perry causes controversy or something like that. I remember Matt Norlander sent it to me. He's like, he's like familiar face right there. And I was like, I'm in the I'm in the first five seconds, but it's just my name. It's my byline. I mean, I suck it, Cal. I mean, Bobby Knight got one in the '80s because I was the second best team in the '80s. I mean, how, there's been multiple '80s done, and not one has mentioned the bunch of except for you know, they they at least even like admitted to it. Some in the past, some they're like they're coming in. These are the doctors that dunk. I'm like, yes, you're just a rip off of us. You know when we're gonna get one though. The first Louisville 30 for 30 is oh, going to be on all the, the scandals. Pal. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all the scandals. A, a dynasty done wrong. The first team to have their national title taken away. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be all on that. And it's that's because ESPN just. There's a reason why I don't watch ESPN anymore, unless it's a game. I mean, there's really. There's no. Other than live sports, is there really easy to watch ESPN? Their analysts are the worst in the in the country. They're as ignorant as you get. They, half the time, they're talking out their butt. They're just saying stupid stuff to rile people up. There's, I mean, yeah, their, their shows are worthless. It sucks because I used to like PTI and shows like that. Around the Horn used to be I used like PTI a lot. Entertaining. Yeah. Around the Horn used to be entertaining. Now it's just like I watch it and I want to jump off a building hope to catch my eyelid on a loose nail on the way down. I we mean, don't get to watch it now because I think it's all when we're on the show, right? Yeah, no one watches that crap. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, more Trevor rantings of an old man. Uh, more talk from you guys on the text line about the Clemson win. 502-414-1450. We have a couple of football thoughts as well to get to from you guys. Keep it locked right here.
My best friend growing up, his older sister had her own phone line. Remember that was the thing? Like, you, if you got old enough and like you were cool enough and your family had enough money, you could get your own phone line. I never had one, but I had one when we moved in our house in Norburn. I I, I, had, I was in the basement, uh-huh. and like this is I want to say ninety nine, two thousand. This was two thousand. I think it was twenty one. Like I didn't have a cell phone, but I had my phone down in the basement. Like, like I, <laughs> so she had her own she had her own phone line and her answering machine she had her own answering machine was like this song like sorry I'm not and I was like this is the pinnacle of cool this is as like me being second or third grade however old I was then I was like she is all that is cool it's incredible my phone my first my, my answering machine on that phone line was me doing the George Costanza the from Seinfeld we had that in college for a while yes. yeah. <laughs> believe it or not Trevor's not home I know I say it. <laughs> Who could it be? Believe it or not, Trev's not home. Now you, <laughs> it's shocking, isn't it? Uh, you probably don't remember this. Like when, so when, when this, because I was, I want to say I was a freshman when No Doubt hit the scene, and like the rumor was was she was a dude. I don't. I never caught that. So you never. That, that, cause remember, I don't you, think so. If I did, I've forgotten it. Yeah, like that was like the, that was like the the conspiracy. I just remember everybody thinking she was really hot, and me not thinking that she was that. See, hot. and that, it was kind of like cause remember when Lady. I think it's one the same thing with Lady Gaga. People thought she was like. A, I remember hearing that one. She like was, she's yeah. not really just a tranny. Uh, yeah. Like and like that one's harder to, to grasp because you're in the world of the internet. Maybe. Oh, maybe that does make it easier to grasp. But like, yeah, when Gwen Stefani hits us, because you know I'm just a girl, and like no, she's not. <laughs> Honestly, it's amazing that rumors. I didn't believe that it rumors I, in the '90s became that widespread when you didn't have the internet. Like this, amazing. It's like, true. Everyone heard the Richard Gere rumor, right? Oh yeah. Everyone heard it. Yeah. And like it somehow made its way across the entire country without any sort of internet. Like I don't think it was talked about on TV all that much. We just all somehow word of mouth. All 50 states heard the same thing. That's 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 how you know like a, a rumor or a conspiracy was good pre-internet. Yeah. Like now it's so easy to get something spread. Like now you can just put something out there and it gets picked up by a few people and it's there's a big little Kim one back in the day. Yeah, so it's lazy. Remember that? There's a big little Bow Wow one too. I don't remember a little Bow Wow one. Something that happened to him with his limo driver, which again totally made up, but like everybody had heard it. Everybody's like, Oh, you know Bow Wow. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean now I didn't believe the Stefani one only because I'd already been a fan of Sublime and I knew she dated Bradley Knoll. So I was like, Okay, there's I don't think he's gay, but maybe I don't know. But <laughs> I don't think it's I'm pretty sure she's a girl. <laughs> Wild times. Anyways. I wonder if some of the good 90s rumors that they caught along. I guess throughout I mean, does the, does the Jordan conspiracy, if he didn't, what about his daddy quit because the gambling count? Yeah, I think that counts. I mean, that's just one that Everyone just, heard that. Yeah, everyone knew it. It was, yeah. What about Pop Rocks can kill you if you drink Coke after you eat them? I remember that one. I'll hand up. To this day, I'm still afraid to do that. I will, I will not do Pop Rocks and Coke. I, the best one was the Mountain Dew Kill Sperm. Or oh, yeah. Because yeah, like, drinking Mel Yellow was somehow okay. It's like, it's the same exact no, guy. No, but I think Mel Yellow was like, it was like something to do with goats, too. There was something like that. <laughs> I, know, I never heard that one. The other rumor was if you smoke a seed, uh, it, it kills your sperm, too. Oh, I never heard that. Oh, yeah. I knew, I, I heard I'm, I used to weed joke, I used to joke with my girlfriend. I'd be like, yeah, too many seeds in the bowl back in the day. <laughs> I knew, I, I heard that smoking weed would kill sperm. I never knew it was seeds specifically there's also a weird one that if you drink too if you drink mountain dew it kills your weed buzz i never heard that that was i'm just maybe i'm just i was gonna say you hung in different circles (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i was in eighth grade it was not part of the not the rumors that were making their way to holy trinity these are eighth grade rumors for me too i know i'm saying (laughs) wasn't there yet 502-414-1450 the thornton sex line we've been talking a lot about the clemson game 
from Saturday. We will, second hour for a bit, turn our attention to tonight's game at Cameron Indoor Stadium between the Cards and Duke. Reminder, you can hear all the action of the 7 p.m. tip-off on our sister station, 970 WGTK. But for now, we're still having too much fun talking about Saturday night. Yeah. It was awesome. It was great. I was I was bummed Gorgie wasn't there. It was kind of a, yeah, I, I didn't know that until you just said it to me. Because like I said, I was watching I didn't really go on Twitter much on Saturday night and I, I I just saw the you know, I saw when they showed they showed a brief moment of it on the broadcast, but I just I just didn't think about not seeing him there or, or where nonetheless. I mean I thought maybe I saw him and I just didn't realize it, but that just kinda sucks, yeah. Cause I thought it was originally it was only gonna be Shane, right? Shane and uh Russ, because he's in Italy well, playing, Russ, playing yeah, 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 pro. And and I know Russ sent in a message. I like that Big Russ was there. Big Russ was was he's not going to turn down a spot to be in Louisville. Like last year, he had more fun during the Russ Smith uh, celebration for his well, jersey yeah, her, yeah. than he was. I mean, he had he was pitching ideas to me about how like in ten years this is how we get Russ to be the AD. Like the man's got a big vision. He's got big plans. He loves being back in Louisville. I love Big Russ, but it was awesome. He was representing the entire Smith fam there. Stephen great. Peyton's dad was there. Pey- they had a video for Peyton's dad. I mean, Peyton posted it on Instagram today. It was is great. Peyton's dad the only? Adult or uh, parent that might be more popular than his son that played here. He was up there. He's right. I mean, Peyton had to do a lot. It's hard. He's given. He Papa Steve was the man. Papa's. I mean, you forget like the legendary character. Everyone also knew Tim Henderson's aunt, who always wore that like jersey like well, tied around her waist. Her now, oh, she was at every game wearing the same jersey. She went to every road game. She was always there. I know like, Van Treese's parents were always seen. SVT's dad the was doctors. They wore the the Van Treese jerseys for every game. Yeah. They were great. Yeah, Kirk's dad I think was well. Everybody knew that Kirk's dad was a doctor because they. He got put on scholarships and got taken off because his dad was a doctor. And Patino was like, "You don't need the scholarship." I, I think people knew that. Um, his, but, I actually went. I went to his uh, his sister was my, uh, my dentist once. Katie. Yeah. Katie Kirk. Always felt unfortunate name, but she she's she's done well for herself. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a few more texts here to wrap up the second hour. We also talked about the football team getting some shout outs in twenty four seven sports for having one of the best hires of the offseason in Cincinnati. Coincidentally, having one of the worst hires of the offseason. It was a nice little thing to read. So now, you, did this guy do the same poll like years ago when we hired Satterfield? I wonder where he put us hiring Satterfield then. I don't know. We'd have to go back and look Good at ch- it. Yeah. Texture says, I loved the Ellis dunk. Rub it in. They lost to a horrible team. Let's do it all again against Duke tonight. Why you got to call us a horrible team? I mean. We weren't a horrible team on Saturday night. We weren't, but we were 3-23. No, we're not 3-4. We were. We were in the three past. Three. We're a horrible team in the past. Move forward, Mike. Live in the now. Yeah, that's my whole point. Is if if you, I can understand being mad about it and then just like moving on, being like, yeah, that, that kind of was a bleepy thing to do. But if it's going to, it's like the, the fans who like took to the internet and were like, you should be ashamed. Like, get over it. If you don't want that to happen, don't lose to ten by ten to a team like Louisville. Tell your players that. Or don't turn the or make sure you have the ball in your possession in the last few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Don't shoot four of twenty-four from three. <laughs> Texture says the question. Uh, the questions are: What if Basile and Ree suddenly contribute? I'm just clinging to March. I, I think we. Like, it's too late for this. Like we're not. You're not going to see Devin Ree. I will say I did. I did see Ree at the game, and I, I was positive to see him being very emotionally happy during. Basile too. Basile's always. In the I didn't game. notice Basile, but I just know under his read him being off the bench, clapping, high fiving. Basile tried to get in the fight against Pitt a few weeks ago. Obviously, I mean that's a plus. It is like I, I still, I'm very curious to see what happens to. I mean, you have to assume that at least one of them are very likely transfer candidates. I would be shocked if both are back actually a little bit, but yeah. I mean the way that they've, I, I don't know what's going on with Devin Ree. I know that Payne has talked openly about Basile. 
not doing the right things off the court. He's he specifically said he didn't travel with the team to Miami because of an academic issue. So I don't know if it might be one of those situations where Payne is like, you know, you can stay. Essentially, tries to force Fabio out. Or if Fabio just really wants to stay here, or if they believe in him long term, and this is kind of a trial by fire, I don't know. But those two guys, you expected to see more of them this year than you have. If you're talking about guys likely to transfer, you you look at playing time and you say those two and Roosevelt Wheeler probably seem like they would be strong possibilities. Agreed. Texture says L dunked because Hunter Tyson wouldn't stop talking smack. He was talking a lot. He was talking after the game too. He was he was the one who apparently went to. Mike James and was like, shut the bleep up. You've got three wins. And then James held up the four to his face. I was like, well, that's, that's well done. Texture says, uh, I told my buddy at work, if we got blown out Saturday, I wouldn't be back to a game until either KP is gone or we make it to the tourney. The last game I went to is Russ Smith day and I walked out booing. Also, I've been telling people that I think next year, if KP can get us 18 wins or more, I'm okay with him having a year three. I know this is Louisville, but I don't think, it would be completely fair to expect him to go from less than 10 to making the tourney, and if he can increase the win total by more than 10 games and get some decent recruits, at least give him one more. I think he probably, I mean, I think he will. Look, look, what you and I say, what the text line says, has no bearing on what's ultimately going to happen. Like, you and I can sit here and say, if he doesn't make the tournament, we would part ways after two years. The reality is, I think... If he gets close to 500 next season, and I know Josh Hurd said that that's not the the goal at a place like Louisville, but if he shows that level of improvement and, on top of that, has some really highly touted players from the 2024 class waiting in the wings, I think he definitely gets a third year. I think that's, and as the texture says, if he wins 18 games, first of all, 18 would be, you're probably like 18, 15, 18, 16. You would definitely be going to the NIT at, at Louisville. And if you've got big time players, coming in big time recruits maybe you, you did so well in the transfer portal that people assume it's going to happen again then yeah i think there'll be more confidence with kp and he'd definitely get a, a third year i'm just i've got to see it i need to see it happen before i start talking about year three can you imagine if we got blown out on saturday it would have been bad been real bad it would have been real bad texas said, did you watch any louisville baseball this weekend eddie king jr looks like a star as soon as you see him on the field, and this is a great old-school baseball name. He was I was like, thinking the same thing. I was like, I love that name already. He was a guy last year that like people who are in with the baseball program were kind of telling folks, like, just wait. Like, like, he didn't play a lot, but, I mean, Louisville does this every year where there's a guy that you saw maybe sparingly at the beginning of the season, and then once Dan sets his, his lineup, he typically sticks with those guys. Like he'll have a couple of guys that he'll play. You know, he'll, he'll go righty lefty. Like this guy's playing yeah, right yeah. field one day. But it's it's he's not going to just give playing time to guys to see it. But he'll do that earlier in the year. And there were a lot of people that were like, just wait, Eddie King Jr. is going to be a star. And he's EKJ. He looks the part. He, he made a great play too. I say great play. It was one of those where the win was going crazy on. I think it was yesterday's game, and he he misplayed a, a foul ball in left field, but then made like a diving barehand catch to save the catch. Like that was. It was cool. Also, like those plays, you don't want to give people too much credit for because they blew the routine play and they made a spectacular play to make up for it. Oh, but it still looks cool. Here comes negative Nancy on the on the radio. Oh, no, I'm just saying it was cool. It was definitely cool. But you know, a great catch to be screwed up to get there. Well, he did. I mean, it's just it's, it's fun. Where have I been the voice of positive reason in the show recently? More wow. Yeah, definitely. You've been you've been hyping it up. Texas says, uh, "Bro, that Taco Bell Trevor was on Westport Road." 
And she said how it was the 20th anniversary of Marvel's Electra. My friend and I were so confused. <laughs> First of all, it's not a she. <laughs> I know First you of all, why does anybody remember when Electra came out? That movie sucked. <laughs> well, this guy knows everything. He's anniversary king. Because I, I told you over the week, like recently, I watched the like, Grumpy and Grumpy Old Men again. Uh-huh. How underappreciated they are in '90s comedies, and I don't know why. I went to the wiki page. And I was like, who, like who wrote the movie? Because like, I was thinking, you know, I love these two movies. Maybe he's written something else I like. So I went, and the guy wrote them. Like he kind of disappeared after after he did these two movies. He wrote Daredevil and Ghost Rider, oh. and that's pretty much the last two movies he wrote. So I'm like, wow. That'll kill you. <laughs> Dexter said, I, this is a, a, twit, a tweeter. You can always tweet at us, by the way, at Card Chronicle, at Trevor Kelsey. Uh, John Walter says, the Marilyn Manson having his ribs removed rumor was wild. Do you remember that one? I remember that one, too. And you know why he had him removed, right? I remember the rumor. Would you want why he had him removed? I remember the rumor. I don't yeah, know. yeah. He, he didn't actually have them removed, No, he right? didn't, so he could be flexi- more flexible. Right. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Marilyn Manson also was, he was Paul from Wonder Years. I don't remember that one. Oh, you don't know that one? <laughs> no. Oh yeah. I don't think so. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, that, that's one that, like, to this day, people probably still believe. Texas. Like, it got, it got. Once the internet came around, it got, it was still going strong. That like, Paul and Marilyn Manson are, like tweeting things out. Like, look, we're not the same person. I don't remember that at all. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says that the Lance Bass rumors, Lance Bass rumors before he was ever out was wild. Yeah, that they called that one. I, I don't know if that was that turned out to be true though. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of all this stuff, are you ready for I just, I just got my People News email of the day. And you know the headline. You know, it's it, almost always a royal what family did, What one. did Prince Harry do this time? Wait for this. Kate Middleton playfully pats Prince William's butt on 2023 Baptist red carpet. 2023 Baptist? It's the British-American film. Like, oh, those, like it's like really, their Oscars. That's like a church. No. <laughs> that's the biggest story in celebrity world today. Kate Middleton. Kate, no, that, that's the one that's married to Harry, right? No, married to William. Oh. That's why she playfully patted his butt on the red carpet. Would have been more. I'd have been more impressed if it was Harry's wife. It, it's even <laughs> less salacious than you thought. It's even less intriguing than you originally thought. She's playfully patting butts, though. Well, you know, you know the English. They're not as prudish as we are. Just, <laughs> just butt patting everywhere. It's also that, and then people. I love that. That if I'm Richard Belzer, who you know, he passed away yesterday. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, R.I.P. Munch. Very sad, but like. I'm like, he's third on this email of biggest stories in celebrity world. His death. He's like, I'm not more important than Kate playfully patting butts. I'm the only man to have the same character on not one, two, but three homicide shows. He played like 10 different characters. No, he played the same character. He was Munch on uh, 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 Homicide on the Streets, Law and Order, and Law and Order. He played the same character on multiple shows. He's a great character. Arthur. And he, even in so SBU, he would, he would bring up his history in Baltimore referring to that, the, another show. Someone who didn't like Richard Belzer when I was a kid, because kind of the forgotten thing about Richard Belzer is the uh, the, the Hulk Hogan. You remember that? I have no idea. Or he, I had was, no opinions on Richard Belzer as a kid. Well, because he he was he did like a he used to do a talk show that come on late at night. I remember he was always on Howard Stern. Yeah, he was on a talk show and he had Hogan. This was like, I'm gonna say WrestleMania four or three, and he was just making fun of Hogan for wrestling being fake and this and that. And Hogan's like, dude. Whatever, and he's like, so Hogan was like, can I put you in a headlock? And so Hogan puts him in a front face lock, and Belzer literally passed out. Ooh. And he goes flat to his face. It's look, it's on YouTube. It's kind of funny. I don't remember that. And Belzer would end up suing Hogan for millions of dollars because he claimed he hurt, he got hurt because of it, and it was, they ended up settling. 
So as a kid, I'm like, that dude's kind of a, a punk. But yeah, and everybody yeah. was that that controversial. Yeah, he was kind of a tool. Mary Rutherford, by the way, our royal uh, royal family correspondent, just said, oh, yeah, the butt tap has been everywhere. <laughs> there it is. The tap. One day me and Mary are going to hang out and see we're going to talk about Harry and, and that whole thing. Sure, trust me, she'll talk your ear off. Like, Mary, if you're listening, I tried to bring it up in the show, and he just dismissed it because You won't you. talk about it. She, he, she'll talk about it for 30 minutes. He was like, listen. I have to listen to this at home. I'm not listening to it here. Uh, Texas said, I can confirm the Paul from Wonder Years rumor. <laughs> there you go. More '90s rumors and more thoughts on the weekend that was ahead in the hour, third hour, beat them too. of the show. We we're also going to talk about tonight's game against Duke. Cards at Cameron Indoor Stadium tonight for a seven o'clock tip off. It's Big Monday, baby. Can the good vibes keep rolling? We'll talk about that coming up in hour number three. Keep it locked right here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, The Big X. Really green, and he screamed at the top of his lungs. They're on the run. It's the two outsiders. Grab your horses and your guns. I said I wish that we could stay here, but I fear our time has come. But we can ride out in the darkness, chasing the rising sun. We gotta pack up number three on a Monday here. Reacting to the weekend that was, Cards taking down Clemson in front of the 2013 national title team, but also getting you ready for tip-off in Durham. Just under two hours away from Louisville taking on Duke at Cameron North Stadium. First big Monday game of the year for the Cards. Duke playing on big Monday for the third time this season. Uh, they are 13-9 all-time on big Monday. I've got no idea what Louisville is, uh, but we've been fine. Did you know, TK? I wasn't going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't I thought any... you were precursoring me asking you about saying They that. didn't have it in the game notes, so I, <laughs> I, I don't know. But shout out to Duke's game notes. They've got that information. Uh, Louisville, however, though, 12-9. and They lead. Or they, they trail the all-time series against Duke, but they are 3-3 three and three against the Blue Devils at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and they've won their last two. The last two times that we've gone to Durham, despite you know everything about the last couple of years, we beat them in the COVID-doomed year of 2019-20, which was a, a big-time victory at the time. Malik Williams capped it with a big dunk. And then we also knocked them uh, them off there two years ago before eventually falling to them in the ACC tournament. And last year, the only game between the two teams was played at the KFC Yum Center with the Cards. An 18-point underdog at last check. Come on, Braveheart. Who was the white guy that killed us last year for them? I don't know. It's like 40 on us. Love? No. Matthew... Um, uh, Whatever his name was. My brain is fried. Yeah. That's why I beg you to stop asking me questions. My brain is does not work the way that it used to 10 months ago. 
I cannot remember these things. I've got I have no frame of reference. I'm sorry. But it was Matthew something. Yeah. yeah. That was three years ago. That was two years ago. Was it, was it two years ago? Yeah, last Matthew year. Hurt, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember one guy killing us last year. No, it might have been. Yeah, you're right. It was two years ago. Sorry. Hurt was the big guy. and he, Which is proof why I'm more burnt than you are. It, was, it wasn't just one game. It was all three games. He yeah, like, every game. time he played them, yeah, he ended up dropping like 40 on us each game. And then we, then we, we got him to foul out in one of them is how we ended up getting rid of him. Yeah, we got him in the regular season. We just did not get him in the conference tournament. A.J. Griffin was their lead scorer last year against us. Scored 22 points. I have no recollection of that happening. Uh, cards fell 74 oh, to 65. Dre Davis was our leading scorer. Actually, I take it back. Ellis came off the bench to be our leading scorer in that game with 18 points on 7 of 16 shooting. I think El can have another big game tonight. As long as he's not a little too worn out from the short turnaround. Duke is a team that's very good defensively, but they don't defend the high pick and roll all that well. I think El can get a little bit loose. I think I think El will have another big game tonight as long as he's... I think mean, and El, El, El gets a little more pumped than for, for North Carolina. I think Duke. He does for being, sure. Being from Raleigh, and he's, he's from Durham, isn't he? I think. Again, he's from Durham, right? He's from North Carolina. We know that. Okay, so I'm, definitely from North Carolina. I thought it was he, he was actually from Durham, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so I know he'll get as well as well Withers a little bit. Who grew up in Charlotte? Jalen always plays really well against UNC. Duke has been a, a tougher issue for him recently, but L El gets up for big games. Period. I can see him having another monster night tonight. I don't know how Jalen played last year against... Well, Jalen didn't really play well against anybody last year, for the most part. But UNC seems to bring the best out of him. I would assume he'll want to have another big-time performance against the powerhouse from the state of North Carolina. Can't confirm he is from Durham, by the way. There you go. Thank you. I thought it was the actual Durham, because how often do you actually hear by from Durham? Rarely. Nobody's actually from Durham. (laughs) But we will spend more time talking about, before we get to that in the second segment... We'll talk more about Saturday night's game. Louisville taking down Clemson. The 2013 celebration I thought was great. You know what? It, it kind of, and I'll say that one thing about Cardinal Athletics. These last five years have been tough for a number of reasons. But one thing that both the Tyree administration and now the Josh Hurd administration has done very, very well. These big event games where they're honoring somebody or something have all gone really, really well. The, the Russ Smith game last year, the game itself sucks. We lost Notre Dame. But the ceremony was great. I thought everything was very well done. And this game on Saturday, which was also very well done, reminded me a lot of the Lamar Jackson game from against Syracuse a few years ago where you know they had the street named after Lamar. They had all the eights lit up. like Everything was just done well. And it was in the midst of what had been a disappointing football season. The team played fantastically. They, they played out of their minds with Lamar being there. It, it just – we needed a – holiday in the midst of a down season to feel good about things and that game with Lamar being in town really provided that and it was kind of the same sense on Saturday there's no guarantee that this team is going to, to win another game this year they could definitely lose out um, I hope that they, they don't I would love to see them win tonight I'd love to see them win every game but there's a strong chance that this season gets remembered for very few positive moments and that one may wind up being the best just not just beating a good team but Playing that way in front of the 2013 team, having the great moments at halftime, having the Peyton Siva speech, having the new banner up there, it felt like a just a much-needed reprieve from what has been a disappointing overall season. Do you like the comparison at all between that game on Saturday, that event, and the Lamar Jackson retirement, Jer- Jersey retirement from a few years ago? I don't know where I get the connection other than just us getting pumped. Well, just kind of what I just said, the whole thing about it, it being like a it felt like a, a celebration of something bigger than the program. It came in the middle of a down year. The team played well both times. 
And while the season may have been a disappointment, that day provided some really just feel-good moments. Yeah, I mean, I get that, yeah. That was a Syracuse game, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, what are you, are you just Cardinal Insider here? No, I was texting someone, uh, our man Josh Hawkins, about the uh, availability for high school games this week. It's, it's district tournament time. I know. It's, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I got a multitask. I know here. it's messing with your world. I know teams are moving yeah. all over the place. We got multiple games going on. What do we have on the Big X tonight? Uh, tonight, we just got one coach's show. We got uh, Rick Stansbury. Uh, I use plays tomorrow, so no Mike Woodson tonight. Okay. And we won't have the Kenny Payne coach's show because the team's actually playing. I don't know if they have a makeup or how that works. I don't know. I, don't, I think he actually has a show on Wednesdays. Okay. Because normally it's Mondays, right? Normally it's Mondays. It would technically be 7 to 8 tonight. Typically, we'd be 7 to 8 tonight. Yeah, he's on, on Wednesday night. He has a show. So if you want to hear the Kenny Payne coaches show, 970 WGTK will have that for you Wednesday night yeah. at 7 o'clock tonight. We're here in the Big X. we got the Rick Stansberry coaches show, but you'll probably be listening to 970 again because yeah, we have that's on at 8. So. <laughs> yes, that's going to be a, a tough get for you. All right, we've also been talking about weird rumors that we heard from the 90s. You guys have. I want more of those. There are more on the text line, 502-414-1450, which is kind of funny. But if you've got memories, if you have thoughts from Saturday night, share those. If you've got good vibes to the team for tonight, share those as well. If you've got bad thoughts, we'll also we'll entertain all thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Do you have, I mean, what was an 18-point underdog tonight? Do you feel more confident about this game just because of the way that they played on Saturday, or are you kind of thinking that this makes a letdown more possible? What's your overall vibe right now with this game? I Part of me wants to not get too excited because we're on the road. We are. And majority of this little run that we're bragging about, which includes only two wins, has been home-based. And the two road games, one of them was the Pittsburgh game, which we're trying to black out of our mind, like the, like the funny uncle that would come visit on, we, on, on during the summer and stay with you. Graphic. <laughs> He's blocking both those memories out of your mind forever. But the Miami game was on the road. It was. And that's Miami's the best team in the ACC, in my opinion. And now I know that they do struggle defensively, and it was them just maybe being lax defensively more than they normally are. But I've seen teams all year be lax defensively, and we still don't score. Fair point. I mean, I've seen us, you know, do be human self-checks on, on a regular basis. Duke, I know they, they just beat the crap out of Syracuse over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. They did. But they had some close games recently, including Notre Dame, who's Notre Dame's not much better than we are. No. Uh, better coach, maybe, but not better on talent. And so, I mean, I go, go into this game, I mean, I think there's reason to have some confidence. Now, am I overconfident the fact that I'm going to take Louisville on the money line? Maybe not. I wasn't that confident on Saturday, even though I had 200 on them plus 10. Look at you. It's the only game I won on my parlay card, and because I bet so much on Louisville individually, I end up actually coming up ahead despite going 0 for 3 on the rest of the game. Boom. Yeah, IU can't cover five points against Illinois, you bastards. Yeah, they didn't play well. <laughs> I was like Baylor, too. That didn't work out too well. Who did they play? Kansas. Kansas. Oh, that was bad. They were up by 12 at one point. I'm like, hey, Kansas I, I'm getting like, six points. I'm up by 12. I'm good. And I they scored at, like 42 of the last yeah. three points. I, I can't. I got turned it on. I had to like turn it a little bit. I'm like, oh, they lost by 12. Okay. Point is, is that I will say this. I may not be overcompensate to tell you to bet the money line. Put some heavy money on the points tonight. Yeah, they're covering. In the cards. I think Louisville does cover. I think Louisville, win or lose, I think Louisville was within single digits tonight. Okay. I like that. Do you buy into TK's confidence? Hey, someone's at my front door. Oh, that's the other big story from today. Trevor has the Ring app. 
and now he can't stop. He's addicted to it. <laughs> Let's see who's here. You you love the Ring app. You act like this is some sort of like big nuisance for you. You secretly enjoy this. I gotta do. Hey, mom's home. More surprising is she left. <laughs> Texas says if and a big if, but if we beat Duke and Georgia Tech this week, the home crowd for Vatek is going to be even more rowdy than the crowd was on Saturday. If that were to happen this week, I think we could all say after the last two weeks that the light bulb finally came on. Don't we have Georgia Tech before Vatek? Yeah. No. That's, what, that's what we just said. Oh, I didn't hear If we that. beat Duke and GT this week, oh, okay. the home crowd for Vatek is going to be rowdy. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say maybe it, it's going to be better than it has been. I don't even know if we'll surpass this Saturday's game, though, in attendance. I'm, I I kind of agree with you. I mean, we'll have more. I mean, will it be your five, six, seven thousand? No, but I think we could get 10 or 11. So announced attendance could be 14, 15. Texas says, Mommy came to see me, Trev. I told you I'm addicted. Man, you, you visit her one more time, dude. You're going to be child support. That's, that's, I want, I want that's the guy who addicted your mom last week. That's the, yeah. I remember I replied to something. I was like, sorry. You, respo- you responded to him. I think I told him sorry or something. I think you just encouraged it <laughs> by responding. Text that I assumed that Shane was making up for the not allowed at the game thing, but the fact that he went to the pregame thing with the team, but not the game, points towards he was telling the truth. It still doesn't make sense why the NCAA wouldn't allow him, though. Apparently, it's a U of L thing. Is what is what the world post is. his interview where he made that announcement, which was on Wednesday, I believe, last week, right? Sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, he was Wednesday. It was Tuesday, Wednesday. Part of me was kind of surprised. I thought maybe Louisville would put out some kind of statement. Maybe they just don't want to bother with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, because for him to come out publicly and say, "Hey, Louisville," and even Kenny Klein is throwing him specifically under the bus. Which is one reason why I had questions about it, because I just can't imagine Kenny doing that unless he's being used as just, you know, a scapegoat. Uh, that Louisville wouldn't be like, hey, you know, no. I mean, whether you can believe him or not, I mean. The only thing that I can think of, because, like, Montrezl Harrell was disassociated with by the program for a period of time, and that was that was due to NCA's decree. Like, NCA said, yeah, I know. Trez didn't interview, you know, we tried to interview with him. And he was like, no, I don't have to, so I'm not going to. And I think Terry Rozier did the same thing. They're like, you have to dis- disassociate from these players. And so Louisville did. The only thing I can think of is that Shane was more involved in the wrongdoing than, which is from every document that's been out, like it's kind of true. He was more involved in this than any of the other players were. And so Louisville is saying, like, Shane, you're like the one who, who's, who can't be allowed here. I can't imagine the NCAA. I don't know if that was like Kenny telling him like, hey, it's an NCAA thing, and it really was a Louisville thing. I can't imagine the NCAA has any sort of jurisdiction on this. See, if I'm Louisville, if that, if that is the case, then Louisville, suck it up. Still invite him back. Yeah. Show the NCAA, listen. He may have been involved with it, but this, we're, we're inviting him back because, one, you blew it way out of proportion, and, 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 and then it really was anyway in NCAA, which is true. And, two, you know, well, listen, we didn't deserve to get punished, so we're not going to care if he did get involved. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it's a weird thing. I mean, they punished us. Ninety-nine percent of the stuff that they did to us was over. Was we didn't deserve. So I mean, I'd like to have some specifics. At the same time, I feel like U of L announcing those specifics only just brings more attention onto this whole thing. True. Like if it is that if it is like true that Shane had more to do and they have to lay out like, hey, so here's exactly why that it's just more attention on something that you're trying to put pat put in the, the rearview mirror. So I can see why they kind of wanted to keep this quiet, but I do feel bad for for Shane because look, he had a whole lot to do with the fact that we're celebrating a national title uh, over the weekend. He had a whole lot to do with the fact that we went to the Final Four the year before, and now he's not even allowed to... How's his teammates out of Brown on the court anyway? Yeah, I feel I, I did feel bad for him. 
at the same time, Shane had lots of opportunities here to not do Shane stuff, and he kept doing Shane stuff. When you're 23, you make a lot of mistakes. When when 82 already told us that. It's, nobody likes you when you're 23. No, nobody. I don't, I don't think he was that old. He was 21. Yeah. Texas TK said that earlier this season that he hates JJ more than Carl Sheffers. Ooh. Well, first of all, now, I know now you lied because I didn't. I didn't know Carl Sheffers then. Now it got personal. No, but I hate no one more than Carl Sheffers. Carl Shepard. Is he number one on the list right now? Man. He's pretty high up there. Is he higher up than the cop that framed you and made made you go to jail for a night? Oh, the one that wrote me up for a, a, a black and mild tip as a crack pipe? Yes. If I got framed by a cop, they'd be on number one on my bleep list for all time. Uh, he's right up there, too. But then again, so's the girl who threw me under the bus that night, too. They got to go home. I don't think I remember that part of the story. So me and two of my friends, I just thought about it. Two friends I got arrested with, they're actually both passed on since now. Oh. So, I mean, we were 18 back then, too. This is crazy. Um, but, yeah, so there was three of us, and then it was her. And, like, they kept asking me where my car was because my car was, like, one parking like spot over. I don't remember telling this story in the show. You did. Okay. We, remember we had intern Jacob. It was, like, the one day he was here. Oh, yeah, getting arrested. Yeah. Because it was the, the, the butt joint story. story. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the butt joint. Yeah. Said, but they were looking for your car. They yeah. thought it was – they were looking for some other car. They thought it was yours. And they, and I wouldn't tell them it was. And she's and, and she's, like – She's like, I want to go home and see my daughter. I got done. And so, like, if you tell her where cars will, his cars will let you go. And he, he drives the Camry over there. It's the one in the. And I was like, no, that sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, I have a mom. I want to go home and see her. Like, you know, so they let her go and Lester got arrested. I never talked to her. Again. I just say, did you hang out with the girl oh, ever again? God, no. She, I, she was a, she was a friend through association anyway. She was uh, I think she was like trying to date my buddy Zach Potts, who was, I was with at the time. Oh, that sucks. And uh. Which he didn't, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> and of course, they go in my car and they, they find like, I think I told you that, that I like a pipe. I literally just got back from a San Francisco vacation, and I got bought a brand new pipe. I've used it like one time, and it's in my car, and they find it. Hmm. So they they did get that charge on me too. But originally, they were just gonna charge me for the 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 black and mild tip, which was also was on my charges. So you weren't really framed. I would have well, sort of. You would have been, but you <laughs> but yeah. you were. You they were framing me regardless. <laughs> the story got changed there. They also tried to write up me for having stolen stolen books in my car because I'd like I'd bought I'd had some books from Books a Million I bought. Uh, they were like, "Where's the receipt?" I'm like, "There's no way you read books." Yeah, I think literally <laughs> it was like five books in my trunk. The like cl- what, the what, classic stoner book. The theme. best part was one of them was on script writing. <laughs> I'm like, it was like a Calvin and Hobbes book, a book on script writing. I I mean it was like it's just uh, five like most, most bizarre books you'll find. And I'm like, like, where's the receipt? I'm like, I don't know where the receipt is. Like, I work there. This is, I was working at Joe Muggs at the time. That's oh. how I knew Zach and Jamel. <laughs> Texas says, everyone assumes that Ellis comes back here if he stays in college. Don't you think he'd be a hot commodity in the transfer portal with the option of going several places where making the tournament and advancing is much better than staying? Who is the name? I, I missed the Ellis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could say that about Withers, too, a little bit, though, as well. I mean, or even anybody. But Ellis would be, if, if every team in this, on this roster into the transfer portal. L. Ellis is the guy that most teams would be going at oh, yeah. the hardest. Yeah. If he really wanted, and again, it, it comes down to like, does he, you know, how much does he care about Louisville and the culture and, and trying to you know, be a part of turning this thing around? Because if he does, I mean, he could get a fat NIL deal here for sure, mm-hmm. but he could definitely get the same elsewhere. Like if he, and probably with a program that has a better shot of making the NCAA tournament and, and doing damage. Having said that, like he would have to take on a smaller role. At one of these programs. like If he went to, let's just say Texas, because we lose everybody to Texas, apparently. Right. If he went to Texas, he could get a big NIL deal. He could play on a team that has a legitimate national title shot in his last year of college basketball. 
but he's probably going to have to share a lot of the offensive load. And next year, if he came back, he he might hopefully have less of a, a you know load to carry on his shoulders because we'd have better players alongside of him. But he'd still probably be offensive option one. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I, I keep saying this, but I had heard from really the beginning of the season on that L just kind of doesn't want to play college basketball after this year. But certainly that could change, and and maybe if we that could be another sort of result of this team going on a run at the end of this year. Maybe he'd had his heart set on, on moving on, but if this team gets hot, maybe they win tonight against Duke, maybe they win a couple of games in the ACC tournament, it reinvigorates his love for Louisville, and he doesn't want to go out the way that you know the season ended. All Maybe he chooses to come back because of that. I've got no idea what he's going to do. It's one of the more fascinating uh, aspects of this postseason, of this offseason. Um, I mean, we were having talks before you came in here. Like Trey was talking about from the, the TV side over here, was like, what do you guys do in the summer? And I kind of was thought, I was like, actually, last summer it went a lot better than I thought it was going to. Trevor's great at, you know, kind of zany off the wall stuff. But this summer and this offseason, I think there's going to be more sports stuff to talk about because people are excited yeah. about Jeff Brom. Yeah. And then every, there are going to be so many basketball moves, and every one of them is going to be a big story. Like, what if Mike James chooses to leave? What if he chooses to stay? Like, well, not just basketball, the stories, but rumors. Rumors. I mean, the, the rumors alone will go for weeks. Transfer portal, yeah. recruiting for the future, recruiting for next season. Like, it, it's all. Like there's going to be a basketball topic of conversation all offseason because people are so focused on how this thing can get better next year. There won't be a guard in the, the Ender's name transfer within twelve within twelve minutes is not going to be talked about. Hell, we did that last year. I, we did. We're like, <laughs> let's break down Malachi Smith game film and ended up being totally unnecessary. But anytime we're we're on one of those lists where John Rothstein is like, this guy is heard from and it's seventy five schools and we're one of them, we're going to be like, we don't even wait for that. We're let's just let's like, find out. Yeah, anytime he enters the portal, we're like, maybe. He'd good be a good fit. Uh, uh, you said the word load like three times. For some reason, my mind just started singing the band, the Wait song. Sorry. Take your load oh, off, <laughs> Take your load for from free. That's yeah. <laughs> like in my head. You're talking. I'm listening to you, but I'm hearing that song in the background. You put the load right on, <laughs> KP. <laughs> Texas says, you have four dogs and you don't pick up the bleep in your backyard. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't have to dive into this again. He does not. Trevor doesn't know how dog food works. Right now, I got five dogs. Because my, my buddy's out and went out of town for the weekend, so I've got his very annoying uh, pug at the house, which I don't get. I, listen, why do people find pugs so cute? I think I don't get it. The heavy breathing. They're annoying, man. I'm not a pug guy. but like, how can pug, I still like them. I how like can women think pugs are so adorable and cute with those aspects, and I still am single? You all do share a lot in common. I share a lot of, I'm a walking pug, for God's sakes. Kind of. Is it the nose? Is it too big? Uh, Indiana Larry texted, and I've got no idea. This is from like an hour ago. He said, got to put IU in there also. I've got no idea what that means. Uh, I don't major programs. i tell you right now, Indiana Larry, you're going to love me. Depending on where they're bracketed, I really think Indiana's making a Final Four run this year. You and I have been on the same page with this. Uh, and, and Indiana Larry, you're going to love this one too. If they don't and something come, happens, comes up short, I know this sounds crazy, but I can see Trace Jackson Davis coming back. For senior year. Mm. Here's the thing. I don't know. This is a guy's probably not going to go in the lottery. His game doesn't really equal yeah. NBA to me. Like, so you're talking about a late first rounder, maybe second round pick. And if you're Indiana and you're, this is, this goes back to LLS. You're Indiana and you're like, Hey, I'm going to second round and not getting maybe non-guaranteed money. I could make probably more in, in Bloomington on nil. That is guaranteed for one more year. And I think he just likes being a call. I think he embraces the college atmosphere, which I love. 
I think I think if he's now if they make if a he's run, a first round pick. If, if if he gets the intel back that he's a first round pick, I think he goes. I think you have to go. Yeah, you. If he that. doesn't, if he's like if he's in the situation that Armando Baycott was in last year, where it's like if you're getting drafted, dude, it's gonna be late second round or second round generally. Then yeah. I can see him coming back and saying, you know, like, I'm never gonna be an NBA guy at this point. Why not be a superstar and treat treat like a god? in college for one more year, make some big NIL money, yeah. and then I can go play in the G League for a couple of years now, and see what pan, how it pans out. If they make a Final Four run and maybe fall short in Final Four, I can still see it. But if they like actually went cut down the nets, then, then he's not coming back. But, I, I I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, his game. It's possible. Yeah, I watch his game. I just don't see him because he's not he's not consistent enough from the outside to play at the NBA level. I mean, you could say the same things about him that you said about Shibway and, and Baycott after last year. And yeah. They, they both wound up coming he's back. He's more versatile than those two. But I yeah. think so, too. I think he... I, to me, he seems like a better NBA prospect than either one of those guys. He is, but he's still the way the NBA's playlist. I don't I know I don't I'm like with you. the I style, he's he's but I know what they look for and it's not what he brings. Let's see. On NBADraft.net, he is listed as the twenty fifth pick right now to yeah, Memphis. I mean, yeah, there's 30, 30 picks in the first round. Yeah. If he's the first round pick, I bet he goes. If he's borderline, I bet he goes. I bet if he's told he's somewhere in in, in the late twenties at best, I think he still stays. I disagree. It, again, it all depends on where they do in the tournament too. This is a guy that turned down the NBA chance last year because he was sick of he wanted to do something in Indiana. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you don't I, see that's a rarity these days. He's definitely improved his stock though. He also was not nearly this type of player last year. He was pretty good last year. He was, but he's I mean, he's a first team All American right now. Who's like on the short list for National Player of the Year? He wasn't anywhere near that conversation. So, just, you, so you're saying he was disrespected last year? No, I'm saying he wasn't this good <laughs> last year. I mean, his numbers pretty similar. Are they? I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's been way way more impactful this season. I mean, he's averaging twenty. He's averaging over twenty points per game Let's see what on a much better team. Now the team might be better. That's that's a given. But I mean, it's like you know, if L- if we're way better next year and LLS is averaging twenty two points, then he's probably been first a much of all. Better player. He's a senior. He might not even have a year to come back. I'm sorry. He, he's got the extra year because he played okay. in the the COVID year. Uh, I mean, they're improved. He averaged eighteen points last year. He's averaging twenty this year. Okay. That's... He averaged two blocks. He's at two point three. He's averaging three. His assists are up by one. Uh, his rebounding's up too. So I mean, they are. You're right. I'm not saying they aren't improved, but I'm not. But it, you know, his numbers weren't bad last year. He still, you know, shot. Let's see here. He's a good player. He, he actually shot better last year from the field. Yeah, he's a good player. He just he's not. This year he's been a different level, and he's gotten better as the season has gone on too, for sure. Wait a minute. How's it say he's never? He's not taking a three all year. There's not no way. I don't think he takes threes. I could have swore he shot some threes this year. I don't think so. Texas said, I think a 30 for 30 on the Louisville scandals would be good in the long run, much like the Duke lacrosse one where there was a huge gap in what the public thinks happened and what actually happened. Well, the Duke lacrosse got totally vindicated. Like, we have not been totally vindicated <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, no, I was going to say. I think there are probably some details that we don't want to come out if they did a 30 for 30. The Duke <laughs> one, yeah, it was like, yeah, of course they wanted that. It made them look great. Yeah. and then it's, Not great, they, but. Well, they, 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 they cleaned it up by throwing the one girl under the bus. She's like living in a, I think she's in a. She's in prison now for attempted murder. Yeah, she, yeah, she is. And they, well, she, she was at the time of the. Yeah, yeah, I think she ended up going to the mental hospital at one point. I mean, yeah. Now that doesn't all doesn't mean she's a liar, but you know, how, you know, hey, you learned that in law school. It doesn't matter whether you're guilty or innocent. It's a matter of you can prove the the. Uh, can prove it? The credit of the person accusing you. Texas Big Russ was signing autographs during the game on the floor near my section. We were debating on if he was signing Russ or Big Russ. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, probably Big Russ. Big Russ, yeah. He so so Big Russ. There was a brief period where he was trying to like get some some hype, some media hype surrounding this film that he was trying to make about Russ, and I think he ended up making it. <laughs> but like, so he would text me about stories that he wanted to have done or just information. He has like his own language, and like you you have to figure out 
his texts make no sense at first. He's, he speaks like an entirely different language. You can see where Russ got kind of his, his zaniness from. Big Russ is an absolute character, but he's he's awesome. Texas another. I want to hear one of these texts. <laughs> Texas is another popular '90s rumor uh, that was the actor that played Paul the Dorky Kid in the Wonder Years was really Marilyn Manson and removed some of his ribs so he could. Well, you know, uh, yeah. We actually tackled that. That was, I think, this is right before we started talking about. During it. the break, we pretty much established you, you have you have to have ribs to live, right? I think so, right? But then again, I don't know. Isn't that how we got to be here? Did Adam and Eve? Did he take one of the ribs? Yes, one. It's like a. Is this like a, a liver situation? <laughs> a kidney situation? I mean, kidney it's not liver. Yeah. You need you need the liver. So you can remove some some ribs to live, but you you need you need some though. I mean, don't we have like twenty ribs? Let's get on this. Do we need ribs to live? Who's hitting a gong out there? <laughs> it's them doing the, the telethon. It's telethon day. But we have Chick-fil-A in the, in the uh, break room if you need uh, it. I, mean, I got half a sandwich. I'm waiting for this commercial break to finish it. Okay. Um, the ribs, yeah, we need them to live. Because it, Yeah, it, it protects the heart and exactly. the organs and everything. Yeah. 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 You don't need, you can live a normal life without one of your lungs. No kidney, spleen, appendix, gallbladder, tonsils, blah, blah, blah. You need the ribs. Also, I don't think that would help you do what Marilyn Manson was allegedly trying to do. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you don't have to do the motion. <laughs> you don't, yeah. you don't, Somebody's going, I need a YouTube video. You don't have to test it out. Texas <laughs> S- SVT passed out on my parents' couch at Thunder a few weeks after the natty. He's a wild dude. Nice. That's a great, great. story to tell. Well done. It's like me telling you how, like, was, I think it was Farley that came from my buddy's house to date his girl. <laughs> Not as cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bad part is she's now lesbian. No offense on the Farley. Well, Texas, this was the first game that I've been to since the Maui Invitational, and there is no doubt a, this was a different team effort-wise on Saturday night. The Yum Center was amazing, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, if the product of the court had just looked like this from an effort standpoint alone all season long, I think the, the issues that people, including the two of us on the show, would have had with the team would have been far less significant. You, we can stand for bad play with a limited roster and a first-year head coach. I think what has driven people crazy this year has been just the lack of effort and focus and intensity a lot of times this year. And that wasn't present at all on Saturday, which was great. Texas, looking at Saturday from a macro level, I can't believe it took KP this long to realize that rotating BHH, Withers, and Trainer at the 4-5 and five makes the miserable defensive team not as bad. Curry is unplayable, and he should just stick with those three the rest of the year. There's certain matchups you can play Curry with, though. He, and you, and you got his curry. Trev, a he, he's just not defending at all. I know like, he's not. He's not defending. But just, he's not even trying to defend anybody. I mean, it's so bad when he's out there. It's so bad. So much, I mean, but Withers does play much better, really. Defensively, he sometimes. plays better. I mean, also Curry's like the rim. He's playing the five, so it's easier to hide a mistake if you're at the four. Curry just comes up, and his man will simply like do a slow roll to the basket, and Curry just won't go with him. It's a dunk or a layup every single time. Sydney is. I don't know what's going on there. But there is just a complete lack of either focus or effort or both, especially when he's on defense. Well, focus and effort is all you need to play defense. It's 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 real bad. Texas, do you think that Louisville will cover this 18.5-point spread tonight versus yes. Duke? Yes. You're more confident than I am. Guarantee. He's guaranteeing it, folks. Guarantee a cover. That, now, now, now I'm a little bit concerned. No, I'm, no I'm, not, I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm, coming, I'm, all, I'm going Cajun on you. I guarantee. Is this better than the... Football win over yes, UK and North K- Carolina. Yes, guarantee. yes, you didn't know okay. that. When I'm you worried it, about. I'm worried about this. A Cajun guarantee is like in stone. A guarantee, You're like I'm, I'm gamut. Okay, I'm nervous now. Texas, I'm clinging on to hope that we have a chance because Duke always inexplicably drops a late game to someone who has no business beating them, and we have no business being competitive in this game. 
That's, there's a confident angle. There you go. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this game. Okay. We'll take some predictions from you guys, and then we'll make our predictions tonight. My four, my four turning topics. Daniel Jones. Okay. Eat a banana. Okay. Dolph. Okay. North Korea. How are all four of these connected? They all want more money. <laughs> They're all in the money-making business. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I said I wish that we could stay here, but I fear our time has come. We can ride out in the darkness, chasing the rising sun. We gotta pack up that's this instant. We're heading southbound to the next town. And if we arrive there so safely, baby, you can lay me down. They got popular and like the swing. Oh, the, the swing music time. trend lasted like a year. It was so weird. Like it was, I was working at Books a Million when it came out because it was all based off the off the heels of swingers. Ah, uh-huh. that brought out the big band sound and the big band sound was around for, like I said. Big a year. bad voodoo daddies. Yeah, I mean maybe that was basketball. Maybe I'm getting this too. Mixed big bad up. voodoo daddies was was swingers. I remember they they may have been. I think they may have been basketball too. Okay, I, that, that was mighty mighty boss song. Yes, right it there. was. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, just, yeah. There was only it lasted like it's a short time, but. 18-year-old Trevor was glad to see it go come and go because I didn't like it. But now I look back, I'm like, I wish it had lasted a little longer. Other than it did kind of help usher in the, the, the hipster thing, which is still going on. And there's really, no one likes hipsters. Yeah, chains on the the, the, the pants, chains everywhere. Look, the, you're talking about the motorcycle chain from the wallet to the... the... Yeah. <laughs> did you have one? No. For a second, that you, the way you reacted to that, I thought you had... And then trying to envision 17-year-old Trevor with like one of those weird chains... No, made me very happy for a brief moment. No, I didn't have one. Uh, I, I I probably fell to most trends in the '90s. Did you ever have a chain of, of any kind? Were you a chain guy? I had a herringbone chain. You did? Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Briefly. I can't see you being a chain guy even back then. No, I, I think I wore like twice. You and I are not accessory guys. I'm not. Oh no, definitely. Not. I've never been one on rings. I've uh, only worn a wedding ring my entire life. I, yeah, I mean, I never. I'm not a watch guy. I wore, I tried to wear a watch like in middle school. And I just, I, I think I, I can't, I can't, I would always break it. Cause I kept hitting my hand on something. Yeah. Like, so I hated watches. I think it's, I mean, I had a beeper. I had a, uh, I got my first pager. I'm going to say in like, seventh grade. Of course you did. 
beepers for cheaper. Do you remember that we get our pages from Skycom? I just got, I just, yeah. There's a radio commercial that was always on, like, the, uh, the, the 96. Skycom was the cool one. That was the one that had messages on Because they got the best. We got beepers for cheaper. A whole lot of beepers that's cheaper. It was the greatest commercial of all time. My, my pager was, uh, was, it was like a teal. Hot 104.3. It was uh, it was a uh, Molar X, Molar X, whatever they're called, Motor, Motorola. Motorola. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Had a Motorola one. That's oh I had it. Oh yeah. I wonder what my pager number was. Let's see about a nine one one. You had to put yeah you had to put messages on there. Anyways, uh, I miss I miss pager days. My pagers pagers over cell phones because at least with pagers, like if someone pays you and you're like oh god I don't want to talk to this person like you can just pretend you didn't have a you didn't have a quarter on you or you weren't near a phone. Like, now with cell phones, there's like, I mean, if you call somebody, go straight to voicemail, they know they're getting the FU button. Oh, well, yeah. You, so, can't, I mean, you can't hide it You can't hide it. I don't like that. No. For someone who's a, rather like to be alone most of the time, it's, it's harder for me. All right. We've got uh, last segment here of the, the Monday show here. 502-414-1450. About 15 minutes to get your thoughts in if you have them. We're getting ready for tip-off in Cameron Indoor Stadium tonight between Louisville and Duke. 7 o'clock. ESPN has the TV coverage. It's Big Monday. 970 WGTK has the radio coverage. If you've got thoughts, uh, feeling good, let us know. We'll take a couple of texts here before we share our final thoughts on tonight's game. Texture says, it was really cool that JJ, of all people, got to have his game of the season during the celebration of something he grew up watching. We kind of talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. He was the one who had the most direct ties to 2013. He's been involved with the program or followed the program his entire life. His dad playing here. His, you know, growing up in Bargetown. His mom being a big fan, it was, it, it did kind of feel like it meant more to him than the rest of the team. So it was nice that he had kind of his career game, at least to this point against, uh, against Clemson with the 2013 team being there. It was pretty awesome. The dunk was, I mean, most of his dunks this year have been kind of standard follow up or he gets the best. Like that was the first time really all year. Anybody has in through gone through traffic and just crammed on dudes. Yeah. It was awesome. I think it was right. Yeah. Texter says Curry tried to do it versus somebody earlier in the year and he, he missed it. Yeah, he, he, I'm trying to remember who he was again. It was somebody good because yeah, we were like, was. We're like was... we love that he had the audacity, but anybody missed it. Yeah, I don't remember who that was. Maybe in Maui. It was. It was nah, against, yeah, it was, it was, it was a home somebody... game. I yeah. thought, but yeah, yeah. I remember the play you're talking about. And yeah. It didn't go great. Texas, if L is going to the next level, I think he needs to work on his assist to turnover ratio. And another year with better players may help his future. A lot of people are saying that he's already said that he's leaving. I I get that. I think he could be. You know, sometimes you say things, and then money talks or situations talk or something talks. Yeah, the thing is, I don't see L beating anybody at the next level off the dribble by himself. Either in the NBA? Yeah. Probably not, not the NBA. Enough. But he, he'll play somewhere for I mean, a long time. I mean, he's, he still struggles to do it here. I mean, we usually have to get him going off of, off of uh, roll, roll curls or off of just screens in general. I don't know about that. Uh, he's got a pretty quick first step. He's pretty good at getting an advantage. Where he struggles is he's better than me. Where he, where, it's, where he struggles is doing the right thing after getting that advantage. He's pretty good at getting to the rim. Usually it's yeah. I think you're being harder on him than I think he's quicker than you're giving him credit for it. Possibly. Texas popular '90s rumor was the girl that broke Purvis's heart was Katina Powell, and he will forever be mad at UFL because she cheated on him with the 2010 through 2014 team. Now you can't say because he would know he didn't know Katina. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. He might have. I'm still I still stand by that by that, that fact. There, there 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 was something that happened with a lady. You think it's a girl? Yeah. Ca- I'm, I'm not saying I'm thing. not saying it's her fault. Like maybe maybe it was one that you know she knew it wasn't going to work out, and so she broke up with him, but he didn't want to accept it. You know, 
Maybe she cheated on Maybe it is all for her. Maybe she was just an evil woman. We need to get purpose on the show. And your first question. I'm like, actually, I'm going to give the first question here to my producer, Trevor Kelsey. He's got somebody he wants to ask you. And you just, like, stare at him. And you wait. You pause for three beats. And then you just go, who hurt you? What's her name? And then he just breaks down. It's his it's his 60 minutes moment. He just loses it. And then just, <laughs> you got the Kleenexes ready. Just, he just spills the beans. And then we tear down this wall. He's ready to welcome UofL back into his life. We get the Camden pipeline back. We're all feeling great. That's when he's zapping. We can save this program. I'm like, Herb, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to do for you. What, what is it, Trevor? It's not your fault. It's not your, it's not your fault. It's not your no, fault. Now, man. let's get a carton of eggs and go visit her. It's not, it's not your fault, man. <laughs> Texas says, how badly is a, a hunting reference there. Texas says, how badly is a core four hurt? Trevor's pole vaulting skills also might be better than Curry's defense. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, a core four is just, I guess, I mean. Ankle is what they said. Oh, he's hurt? I thought he was just not getting played because of. No, he's he got ankle injury. He hurt it during practice last okay. week is what they really said. They w- they didn't go into any sort of specifics that. about how, how bad it is or, or whether he's going to be out multiple games, but that's why he didn't see the floor at all I mean, on I, Saturday night. I just figured this wasn't a good matchup. I mean, P.J. Hall's kind of a multi multi guy that can – smart player. I just figured he was just matchup reasons. Yeah, he's, his playing time has gone down a little bit before then, but he's didn't see the floor at all because of the, the injury. Texas says Mighty Mighty Boston's nice. Yeah. Texas says, um, what, are some, what are some local 90s rumors? We don't need to do that. <laughs> what would be a local 90s? I don't even know what a local 90s rumor would be. I don't want to say any of them. Like I – there's the only one, one I can think of is Denny was cheating on his wife and it turned out he ended up married her. Yeah, there was another one too like that. that... There's another one that I just don't feel comfortable saying. Oh, no, now you can't say. I want to know what you're talking about. I'll tell you off air. What? Can you give me these two it was about? No. Now that's the whole thing. It's the whole reason. There are lots that I can remember. Like, I mean, I don't even know if any of them were true. <clears throat> You've, you've definitely piqued my curiosity. Well, I'll tell you off air. Okay. Texas, today marks a very historical day in college basketball. It's the one-year anniversary of Jawan Howard cold-clocking John Lure in the handshake line. How is Jawan Howard getting the, the bad rep? The guy's been in like three fights since he's gotten back. He has. Everybody hates him. No, Fighting his own team now. And his team's not even that good now. It's like, just the, where's, where, where's, where, where are the haters on Jawan Howard? Uh, they're, they're out there. Okay. Texas, TK. First of all, the... The, the first text guessing at what I was thinking of is exactly right. So oh, i got to go look on Twitter you, now. If you started your, your text with RP, you're exactly right. That's, that, that's the first one that came to my mind. Texas says, uh, TK, the band from basketball was Real Big Fish. Oh, okay. That, another, another swing band, though. Yes. I do remember them now. Correct. Texas, what's up? What up, Uncle Mike? It's my nephew Ben. Love you, buddy. I uh, says, wondering if you like our chances tonight based on the momentum we seem to have going and the fact that Duke is having a down year. Uh, ben, I'm not that optimistic. I think I'm more optimistic than I would have been a week ago. I still, I kind of have a fear for tonight's game. Now, if we're talking about because TK has said Trevor is guaranteed, he is guaranteed, guaranteed, not guaranteed. That Louisville's going to cover this 18 and a half point spread, or 18, depending on where you're looking at it. If there are reasons to be optimistic about that, it's this. This Duke team, I think everybody still thinks of Duke as athletes everywhere, running gun a little bit, lots of offense. John Shire does not play the way that Coach K's teams played. Duke is one of the slowest tempo teams in the ACC. They played the 276th fastest tempo in college basketball. They're a bottom 20th percentile team when it comes to pace. 
they win with rebounding and defense. It's not the, the star freshman that they brought in this year. Filipowski's been great. Whitehead's been good recently. But they haven't been, I think, what they were advertised to be. They haven't made the type of impact that people thought they were going to be. Also, Jeremy Roach has not carried over his terrific you know, late-season NCAA tournament run into this season. He's been just kind of whatever. Like They've been a very average offensive team. So if we get blown out, it's going to be because they just stifle us defensively. Like we just can't get anything going defensively. And we've been we've been scoring pretty decently recently. I didn't mean that for that to rhyme. My apologies. But Okay, who's the Texas that I like to do? We stop. Just just I, I know you're I know you're not paying any attention. You're just going through the this is why we try to keep the text line away from you. We've got we have seven minutes here. Stay focused. We can talk about this off air. But Duke, they're second in the conference in scoring defense. They're second in three-point defense. They're third in field goal defense. They're also the best rebounding team in the conference. They kill you with rebounding and defense. Louisville, if they just play as hard as they did Saturday, that alone should be enough to keep this game within 18 points. I think that's the question. So I I think that there are reasons to point to your prediction of covering the spread and feel good about it. I think there are reasons that this is not a great matchup for Louisville overall. Duke has held 23 of their 28 opponents below their season average in scoring. And our season average in scoring is still pretty pretty low so if that if that trend continues it's going to be a rough offensive game tonight for us my counterpoint to that is blah 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 i don't care about the stats i'm telling you from the heart you can feed me your stats and your your facts and your your rhyme and your reason and your confidence you know, whatever i'm telling you right now we're covering a guarantee we're covering 18 and we're going to be within single digits okay and i was not a fan of the zoot suit riots Suit suit riot. I, I, I thought it was the song. I, I like zoot band. suits, but <laughs> I thought that was the 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 riots was a racial riot. <laughs> I thought zoot suit riot was a song. No, it was it's like an event. It's an actual riot that occurred. Zoot suit riot was a song. Yeah, but it's it's based on an event. Well, I know, but the, you're saying you weren't a fan of the zoot suit riots. Oh, I thought you meant I liked the the actual event. No, I don't. I, the song was okay. The song was not okay. <laughs> Cherry popping daddies. What a terrible time for me. What a horrible name. Awful t- I mean, the name's give it away. It was a terrible time for me. <laughs> I mean, why does all spring, uh, I, I, I saw I mean, all big bands have to have daddy in their name, too. By the way, everybody guessing this rumor is right. Every single person knew exactly what I was thinking. See, I had not actually heard that. What? You but never heard that I one? knew. I knew about someone in, in a member of the swim team. Okay, now every other room, the other, there are, not everybody's right, because everybody else is, they all involve Rick Pitino. Every single guest involves Rick Pitino, and the other ones I have heard, but this was the most prominent. But this was why I was at UK. No. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about UK tenure. Uh, a couple of the, the guesses are during his UK tenure, and a couple of them are from because see, tenure. But see, but yeah, from here tenure doesn't count because it's past the 90s. True. The 90s, when I, I mean, like I said, I knew about a swim team member and something else, somebody else locally. But well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, and that, that, that was a rumor that turned out, I think, to be true. If not. I think it's known, yeah. That, yeah, but th- again, that's that, I knew that one. But, like, that was, you know, I had not heard, like, the Patino one I'd heard, like, I remember before it actually became out public with the whole, you know, um, whatever her name was. Um, how am I drawing a blank on her name? The 15 Second Girl. Karen Cypher. Thank you. Um, like, before that even came public, there were, the message were rumors of, oh, he, he's been out, he's been, you know, Spaced out because of an affair and yada 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 and this and that. And I remember like he had to go to Cincinnati for something, you know. And yeah, that was yeah. That, that was, was and, and but at the time I kind of clinic, I believe. Yeah, and it, it, when it was coming at me, it was all from UK people, and I'm like, okay, whatever, dude, you know. Are you familiar with the big UK rumor back in the day? 
with with Patino? No, with a certain famous fan and a certain player. If I do, I don't remember. Right oh, now you know head. that one? You got you got to tell me off the air and maybe I'll click in my head. What you're giving me is text not line, I, I literally mentioned it in the text line. The first four responses are all correct. <laughs> well, I'm going to have some fun in the text line after the show tonight. You should. <laughs> text says the Squirrel Nut Zippers. There's no way that was a real band. There's the Squirrel <laughs> Nut Zippers. Yeah, but honestly, can you really, can you definitively say that's probably not a real band? No. I if, you, if you had told me Cherry Pop and Daddy was a band name, I'd have said the same thing. Squirrel There's nuts. no way. <laughs> Texas, uh, it was a it was a riot, but Trevor, I'm talking about the song. Oh, I actually don't remember the song as much. Zoot Zoot Riot, Riot. That does sound like Throw back a bottle of beer. I mean, it sounds like every single one of those songs that came out. <laughs> it sounds like every time. I can't read that. Not everybody's just guessing rumors. Well, they don't have to be guessing. You know what's sad is we keep talking about these rumors, and some of them became true. Not, not you know, Marilyn Anderson being Paul or removing his... his Okay. That's I want the ones that were fake. Last person's fake band name. I cannot ask. There's no way I can read that. I, I, see this. I love it when you say that. I can't, it makes me so intrigued. I just read the most recent text that we have. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible radio. Like no, Everybody's listening. Like, will you guys just tell us what you're saying? <laughs> Good Lord. Now someone's giving a scroll nut zipper song. The scroll nut zippers are real. This is my phone is blowing up over here with scroll nut zippers. I'm telling you, they're real. They're from North Carolina. The lead singer lived near a friend of mine. Texture says scroll nut zippers are amazing and have a wonderful Christmas. There's no way they have a wonderful Christmas album. There's no way the scroll nut zippers have a wonderful Christmas album. Uh, if we this went, is made up. I'm telling you right now, hand up. I promise you, if we beat Duke tonight. Tomorrow I'm playing nothing but scroll nothing nuts. but scroll nut zippers. Nothing. It's gonna be an S- all six songs. SNZ Tuesday. <laughs> if we lose by twenty, I kind of want it to be an SNZ Tuesday. To be perfectly honest, uh, if we lose, I'm going with the band name that we couldn't say on the air. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Too. All right, are, are you ready for final predictions? Louisville taking on Duke uh, seven o'clock tonight. Spotify some scroll nuts. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to scroll nut zippers tonight, guys. I'm sorry. Seven o'clock. ESPN has the TV coverage. Nine seventy WGTK. Has your radio coverage, the pregame show with Jody Dumlings already starting right now. Uh, you can hear Paul Rogers and company, I think, at about 6.15. The coverage will start there. TK, you've guaranteed. Why, 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 why am I saying that so weird? You've guaranteed. There you go. You say you say it like uh, I know, you're I from Boston or something. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Guaranteed. I guarantee. I picture, like, what was the what was the, the Louisiana character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I don't know. That's, that's why I, I picture hearing this. Moment. Anyways, <laughs> you have guaranteed a cover of the 18-point spread tonight. Cards have a shot at winning. What's your final pick? What's your final prediction? Uh, I think cards come out uh, with a nice start. I think we do get our normal hiccup in the middle of the first quarter where they, they get their run, give it up 9 or 10 points. Uh, I think we do our fight back, but we do fall short. I say Duke wins by 7. Okay. I will be, ext- I'll be extremely impressed. If this game looks like the last three or four that we've played, where we've we've looked like we belong, like we look like we should win this game, we look like we're right with this team. If we have a shot to win this in the final minute or so, or even the final segment, I, I will be way more confident about things moving. Not way more confident. I'll be I'll be more confident about things moving forward than I thought I could ever be at the end of the season. I'll, I'll buy more into the they've improved, buying into the culture, all that stuff. Because I think tonight goes goes poorly. I don't know if like Duke is not great. They don't have the type of offense that can just overwhelm you like they have in recent years. 
Their defense has been solid. They've got better athletes than we do. They've got better size than we do, or at least more productive size. I think we would need. We're going to need L. Ellis to go off, or somebody like him to go off again. We need to be joined by somebody. Yeah, to, to have a shot. And asking him and Trainer to have those types of games two nights in a row is probably a little bit too much of an ask. I mean, you know that that Duke's game plan is going to be designed towards stopping L. Ellis. Also, our defense just has been. It still hasn't been great, I and mean, you mentioned it. A lot of the, the misses that Clemson had on Saturday were pretty open. They were looks. open, and that's what maybe they hit one when we were right in his face. And my yeah. buddy texts me, he's like, "Like this is what happens." I'm like, "Yeah, but he also missed like three wide open." Yeah. I think they were due one. I think, and this is not me trying to be a, a downer, not me trying to be a hater. I, w- I will tuck tail if I'm wrong about this tomorrow. I think Duke wins, and it's pretty consistently dominant tonight. I think I think they handle us. I- I'm gonna say Duke, 76, Louisville. 59. There you go. The cover. The one-point cover there. I'm going with a slight cover, but maybe it's not that close. I, I just think that there's going to be a little bit of a hangover from Saturday. If I'm wrong, I'd love nothing more. And if if I am wrong, and this is a very competitive game, even if Louisville doesn't win, or if it winds up being like a 9-point, 8-point, 7-point deficit at the end, I'll feel very confident about this weekend's game. I'll, I'll feel very confident going into this next two-game stretch, uh, stretch against Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. But We'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I think JJ has a little bit of a step back from. I mean, it's not uncommon the way he played so well on Saturday. Yeah, but he played game his life so. Yeah, far. I think he does take a little step back in this game, more more closer to the six seven point area, with with doing the little things that don't show up on the scoreboard as announcers like to say. Um, I think I think our big games are Mike James tonight. I like it. Mike but, James, he's at, he's. I can see that too. He had an okay game on Saturday, but has been somewhat struggling. And uh, I think he I think he steps up tonight and leads us in scoring. Let's shock the world. Let's get it done. Let's get some momentum. Let's keep beat the good Pete. vibes rolling. Go Cards. Beat Duke. Everyone have a fantastic Monday. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. I never had to knock on wood, but I